Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It's one and done for this team. That in a minute. But right now it's time to say, as you know, wake up, everybody. It's that time. Yes, it's Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian Noah. I'm Andy Fern. We're here to inform and entertain. And away we go. But now... It is my indeed pleasure, oh my goodness, it's my indeed pleasure to introduce not only my friend and partner, but the brains of the outfit, the man who carries and lifts the heavy weight around here, the brains that I need, the brains that I lack, the one, the only, Mr. Brian New. Hello, B, how are nope. you? How are you? Good, Andy. How you doing, bud? You sound a little tired. Get some of that food. Dude, your intros kill me, dude. Kill me. Kill me. But I'm happy to be here. I have, I literally take my headphones off until uh, it's over, and oh, then I'm oh. off and talking. I just want to make sure our audience is up and ready. And uh, they, they left, actually. They're gone. Oh, they're oh, awake, okay. but they're, they left. But it's all right. All right. Yeah. All right. That's fine. I'll tell you why. Yesterday was an amazing day, and, and I don't know why, but I watched no less – Parts of or full six college games in one day, and it's one. I love it. Full stadiums, full schedules. One year of the battling through the coronavirus pandemic, college football. Hopefully, my eyes are crossed, my fingers are crossed, returns to normal. But I will tell you this, B, a lot of things haven't changed. The favorites for the college football playoff remain the same, at least in my mind. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, Oklahoma, and maybe one or two others maybe sneaking in there. But uh, (laughs) what a day. What a day. What games. Unbelievable. And how was your day? It was great, and salute to Georgia and their defense and at least shaking things up a little bit. I'm so tired of... It's Alabama, Clemson, and who else? And this doesn't mean Clemson's season is over, but just to see Clemson get 
dominated. Yes. At least defensively, that's what Georgia did. It's not like Georgia did a whole lot offensively. That was a defensive stalemate last night. But it was nice to see things get shaken up a bit. So shout out to the dogs. They were getting after it defensively. Yeah. And that it's about insane. time. Georgia deserved They've always been the bridesmaids the last couple of years. By the way, before we roll into that game, which was the game of the day, number two Clemson, number five Georgia, 10-3 the final, the dogs, little hands out and a little – and a shake of the hand, a little star if you want. Ryan Greenhagen, Fordham linebacker Ryan Greenhagen, tied an NCAA Division One record for tackles in a single game. 30 tackles yesterday in that 52-7 to loss to Nebraska. How do you like that? i got to pump no, those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. No one else in the game had more than eight tackles as the Patriot League preseason defensive player of the year dominated. So, look, I, I had my eye on that game because I would have thought if Fordham would have won that game, Scott Frost would have been on the radio with us this morning trying to audition for a job. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, yeah, and Adrian Martinez did his thing. But I just want to say this. If uh, if we shift to their former rival, it sounds so weird to say that, Nebraska and Oklahoma. But Oklahoma, I hear this time and time again. They're the number two team in the country. Look out for Oklahoma. Their defense is better. They barely beat Tulane. I like, know. Get out of my face with Oklahoma. I don't want to hear about Oklahoma. They might run the table. They might be in the college football playoff. And they're going to get smoked should they face Alabama. And listen, a lot of teams would get smoked. Ohio State got smoked in the championship game last year. But I'm just tired of hearing some of these teams get trumpeted the way Oklahoma has. When I watch him yesterday, I'm watching Spencer Rattler, who's a very good quarterback, might be the top pick. He's going to be in the vicinity. But he throws a touchdown, two picks, and Oklahoma Barely beats Tulane. If that quarterback gets up a half yard more on fourth and 13, Oklahoma very well could have lost that game. That's embarrassing for them to be trumpeted as a national champion contender and they barely beat Tulane. Come on, man. You got to do better than that. Final was 40-35, and I will say this. The word to use in that game is that Oklahoma survived, and I will predict this. I would say this. If that game was at Tulane, Tulane wins that game. Well, I don't know that. I'm not sure about that. It's it's just embarrassing, though, that the game shifted to Oklahoma. It, it wasn't a neutral site game. Think about that. It With the enormous. NFL, right, yeah. you've got week one. The Saints were to host Green Bay. They didn't say, well, because of Hurricane Ida, let's just play the game at Lambeau instead. They're like, they go to a neutral site in Jacksonville. But that was different in college football. They're like, well, let's just play it at Oklahoma then, I guess, right? Like. And Oklahoma it was barely won. I know. They gained like 27 yards and 19 carries for the entire second half. They couldn't put Tulane away. Really. No, I don't think Tulane is that good. But And we've always talked about the lack of defense in that Big 12. But honestly, Oklahoma, to me, did not impress me. And again, you know, it's the first game. There's no preseason in college. There's a lot of rust that has to come off. And even in the first quarter of several games yesterday, that Michigan game against Western Michigan, I'm saying, what in the heck is Michigan doing? But then they ended up pulling away. But I think that happens with the jitters, the crowd whatever it may be. A lot of these kids have never played on a stage like that because last year there were no games or there were games with no fans. Well, I hear you. Look at Ohio State. They struggled in the first half against Minnesota. The Penn State-Wisconsin game was scoreless at halftime. That was not a work of art. You could go on and on and on. 
but just look at Alabama. Did they look rusty? They're playing a real oh. opponent in Miami. Did they yeah. look like, hey, they needed a quarter to kind of just get their bearings. They needed a first half to just sort of feel it out. It's like they are punching you in the face from the get-go. And it just shows you how big of a divide there is between Bama and almost all the rest of college football. You did see real defense from Georgia last night. But did you see any offense? Did you see an offense that's good enough to really give Alabama a test? I didn't. They got a lot of work to do on that end of the ball. Yeah, and Clemson in that game didn't score till like nine or ten minutes left in the ball game. It was it was a defensive game, but you know what? People call it a defensive gem. I call it a lack of offensive game. That's basically what it was. No one could get anything going. But I tell you what, I think that Clemson. I think they were sacked like six, seven times yesterday. It was it was almost embarrassing to watch that team play. And you watch Dabo Sweeney on the sideline going crazy. I thought he was going to cry. I really did. I mean, it's just. Again, I'm with you. I mean, I, I like, I'm not a Georgia fan. I'm not a Clemson fan, but you just want to see some new faces every once in a while. So Clemson, move aside. I would say this. I think it's one and done. I think they're in trouble. Uh, the loser is in trouble getting to the Final Four and the last team to gain at least a share of a national championship despite losing their opening game was Miami back in 1983. And it's happened only four times in wire service poll history back since 1936. So I think that they have to run the table if they want to make some noise. Well, they have to, but have you seen their schedule? (laughs) I'm looking at it right now, and uh, let me get the bifocals out and make (laughs) sure. uh, Yeah, don't face one ranked team as of right now, subject to change, but the rest of their non-conference schedule, you played Georgia, I give you credit. Some of these non-conference schedules are a complete joke, but you have South Carolina State, which is an FCS school, and South Carolina at the end of the season your in-state rival there. And then in the ACC, it's just these teams, Georgia Tech, NC State, Boston College, Cuse, Pitt, you know, stuff like that. Right, right, right. They should run the table um, and most likely have a, a great shot to be in the college football playoff. They will be there should they run the table. Um, but, man, that strength of schedule. I do think this about Clemson. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. But if they run the table, that is not an impressive resume. And if there is another one-loss team, I hope that Clemson gets evaluated just on their 2021 credentials alone. Because I think sometimes they get an right. added boost by what they've done in the past and winning national championships, getting in the college football playoff and making noise. It should be just about this season and this season alone. You you make a great point because a lot of times people just vote on tradition. They look at the name and they say, that's basically it. But, you know, honestly, I I, I don't think they're going to go. I I don't think they're that good. I mean, you know, they say there's a big upside in their quarterbacking situation. It it may happen. It didn't look good last night. I mean, it was just – out of whack. I mean, there was one play, and I watched on TV, and they even called it out. There were two receivers in one part of the field. They had no idea oh, what they were doing. many times, yeah. Yeah. It just it was embarrassing. It really was. But you don't see a Clemson TJ Uyunglele like is the real deal. He carved up Notre Dame, threw for over 400 yards. That was just a debacle last night. That wasn't all on him. If you watch that game, that was great defense. That was not just shaky offense, terrible execution throughout the entire evening. Right. Of course, there were traces of that. But you watch DJ Uwe drop back, and it's like you got nowhere to go with the ball. Right. He'd throw a pass to the defender right there, just blanketed. That was great defense. I blame him for the pick six, and that swung the game. Um, I I don't know why a lot of quarterbacks, they get a free pass when they throw a pick on a slant pattern. It's like, dude, if the guy isn't open, 
and you throw a pick, uh, you should get blamed for that. I have no idea why that was totally on DJ on that one. Yeah, I, I look. Uh, I would say that what's going for them in their corner right now, Clemson, and you hit it on the head, is their schedule. Because I think that they will dominate the conference that they're in, and they'll probably run the schedule. But again, I would think that they would take two teams from the SEC rather than Clemson with one or maybe even two losses. That's the deal right well, now. Well, they can still sneak in even if they do take two teams from the SEC. They could. You just have to see how it shakes out. They Look, with the rest of Clemson's schedule, they might need help. Uh, they will need help. If they're a yeah. one-loss team and it's like, who have they beaten? <laughs> That's what we'll be asking ourselves at the end of the season. So, yeah, it's going to take some help. But, I mean, that's the danger. I, I applaud Clemson and Georgia for teeing it up in week one. It's the first time since 2017 we've had a matchup of two top five teams in week one. So it doesn't happen often. And I give them credit because you got to be perfect from here on out to get to the playoff. Right, which makes it wonderful. That's why college football to me is so it's so beautiful. It really is. But right now, there's going to be a change of faces in there. It's going to be Alabama and three other teams that we may not even know of. But really, I mean, right now, you hit it on the head with Oklahoma. I mean, I'm not impressed with them. And the conference that they're in, they'll, they'll probably run the table in that conference. You know, but we'll see what happens right now. But And it's great from week to week. It's going to change, but we'll see what's happening there. But uh, with this game last night, Georgia, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with their linebackers. I'm impressed with what they did defensively. I mean, they just stymied and stuffed. They stuffed Clemson from the get-go. They really did. 10-3, it's one of the, not, a, not a great game to watch. You want to see a lot of points. But you, if you're a defensive kind of guy, you're really impressed with that linebacking duo that they had on, on Georgia. Well, I have no problem with low-scoring games as long as it's good defense. I don't want to see a low-scoring game where the offenses are just brutal. That's not fun to me, but Georgia just flying around last night. I, that was fun to watch, to just see Clemson and see some of the Clemson fans. <laughs> They'd show them on camera, and there's some dudes with their arms up like, what is happening right, right now? Right. Am I watching Clemson? And uh, that's that's the way it went down. But, and you start looking toward the college football playoff. Georgia gives you legit hope. That's a different team. They're not one of the usual suspects. Um, they look to be strong enough to at least get to the college football playoff. Then what did they do once they get there? I mean, time will tell. That's months and months away. But in terms of, like, different teams in the playoff, Andy, you could still have – Bama, Ohio State, Oklahoma oh, yeah. could very well be there. I just don't think they're going to do anything once they're there. I, I, right. I just wish it would get shaken up more than it is. But it just looks like Bama and everybody else, again, <laughs> it's the same scenario right now. Yeah, and there was a lot of questions with Bama. Didn't they lose something like nine starters on defense from a year ago? The quarterback gone, new quarterback coming in there, and they just – just reload. It's just yeah. I didn't miss a step. It really, they Young. may be better this year. They may be better this year than last year. Bryce Young looked really good yesterday. Just pinpoint accuracy. That's his first start. Looked like he was in year three as right? a starter. It, it amazes me what they do there in Alabama. I, I don't know how they do it. I really don't. I mean, they were good. They always have been good in football. I'm going back to the Bear. And then I remember when Don Shula's kid coached Alabama. They were on a bit of a downswing yeah, then. Yeah, they didn't do that time. well. But yeah. the thing is, what does, what does Nick Saban do that others don't? That's what I'd like to know. How did he turn it around? I mean, it, it, was it Well, magic? he recruits like a madman. That's the oh, first okay. thing. It's the first right. ingredient. And then also, he's a great coach. He coaches up the talent that he has. And I think one of the low-key factors is 
You do have a family atmosphere at Bama. Think about all those players that came back were on the sideline. You had all these picks like Devontae Smith, the Heisman winner, Landon Dickerson, who was a first-round pick. Um, the uh, old lineman was there. All those guys were there. I liked it. Now, that wasn't the only team. Trevor Lawrence was Trevor there Lawrence on the, the sideline. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was there for Clemson. So that's not the only team to do it. But I really do. That's one of the, the low-key factors is it's like a tight-knit bunch. It's not just talent and Nick Saban knows how to coach him up. It's like there's a togetherness there. And goodness, you put all those three factors together, no wonder they're wrecking shop. You know what? There may be a togetherness on Fordham, and they lost fifty-two to seven. Togetherness is great; it's wonderful. But the point is this: you got to have the personnel, and they got some tremendous personnel. Know. Yes, you know. uh, settle down. See, you're getting. Uh, remember your, your pills here, okay? I, know, I, know. Okay, I didn't say it was just togetherness, and that's it. That's the cherry on top. That's what gets it going a little bit more. That's the. Uh, you ever watch Fast and Furious? That's the. The nitrous oxide boost, right? You know what? But you got, yeah, yeah. got the okay. engine and you got everything else. Uh, that's the talent. You got to have the talent there. It's the All engine right. of the car. Kind of like us. We got the talent right here. And you're Brian No, and you can get everybody to get to you on Twitter at the No Show, NOE Show, at Andy Furman FSR, or I don't even know why I gave out the phone number, really. I mean, uh, no one calls, but I'll, I'll give it one last time. This is it. No, no more. No, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. By the way, we have Bronx Talk Radio in this hour, hour number two, bottom barrel betting, and hour number three, Brian No and those picks. Now, he's going for seven, and he won't be stopped. That's next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 21 minutes past the hour. This is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No, 
I'm Andy Furman, and Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. And B, before we roll on, and it was a big day in college football yesterday, let's try to put a bow around this defensive stalwart, I guess, the Georgia Bulldogs, number five, number Georgia, uh, Georgia beating up on Clemson yesterday, 10-3. Let's hear that final call, courtesy of the Georgia Bulldogs Sports Network. JT Daniels takes the snap, takes the knee, and Georgia storms the field, and Georgia hangs on for a 10-3 victory over the Clemson Tigers. All right, so now what happens this week when the ratings come out? Georgia, it was five going in. They probably go down now maybe to two. I think maybe two coming in. Don't they go up? Well, down five to two is down, but up in, the, up. in, the, up in the minds of nope. many. Okay, down. The number's up. five to two. Is it down? Up. You go from five. Up. You're going up. You're like, up you ever look range, at like the, the AP poll? Down, down, wait. Down numerically, up in the rankings. Yeah, up. Like, if you look at the <laughs> – I've never again. heard that Here before. Go. They're going down to two. It's like, what? They're going up to two. Numerically, they're going down. They're going up in the right. No, nope. they're going nope. up. Okay, Both they're going what? up to two. They're going up to two. Okay. How are they going down numerically? They're going well, up. Five to up, two up, up. is, in my mind, it's 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 going down. Your numbers no, no, are going it's not. down. It's going up. You're going up. Like you're no. going up ranking wise. You're going down numerically. Those, those are rookie numbers. Okay. okay, they're moving to two. They're moving uh, to two, which is up in the rankings. Yes. I think they moved to two. Yeah, All they're right. going. They're, yeah, they're, they're moving up, right. and I'm happy. I'm happy yeah. because it's not like I dislike Clemson. It's just that I want to see somebody different. And I think Georgia has been the bridesmaid for a long time, and I like to see Georgia gets, get some recognition. It's a great football program. A lot of tradition there. It really is. But I said coming into this segment, it looked like men against boys. I'm talking about Alabama and Coach Nick Saban going for a seventh national title, Alabama-Miami. And it was really – it just started out like this Bryce Young – I mean, this guy yesterday comes off the bench, first start, throws four touchdowns, uh, and they won 44-13 against a decent Miami team, which I think Miami can't compete in the ACC. I really do. Well, of course, Miami's got talent. And, uh, man, they were completely overmatched yesterday. And for Bryce Young, four touchdowns in his debut. It's funny because at the end of the Virginia Tech-North Carolina game, that was the night before, Right. And the Hokies had the upset at home. But during the game, Andre Ware, who was on the call, he was asked, hey, if Miami were to win, how would they do it? And immediately his reaction was great. He's like, oh, that's a, that's a tough one right there. But he's like, if they were to win, it would take a special effort from De'Eric King, who's a real quarterback, veteran, right. been around for a while. And it would take the early jitters from Bryce Young. And Andre Ware was right to say that. And he knew the chances of that happening were not very good. And, uh, man, you look at Bryce Young, he looked like the guy who has been around for a long time, like De'Eric King, to hit the ground running like that in your first start. It's impressive. Alabama was leading like 27-zip before Miami even got into their territory. It was amazing. And I think De'Ara King was sacked like four, t- four times, uh, three turnovers, and had a goal line stand. They stuffed him again. I know he's coming off that ACL surgery that he got hurt in the bowl game last year. But this guy's a veteran. This guy's been there, done that. And I tell you what, it was like Bryce Young teaching the, the veteran last night how to play the game. Yeah, and I hope that King is okay because he was limping around pretty good. And you couldn't help but wonder – it was just eight months removed from 
ACL and a, a torn meniscus, right? There was a lot yeah. going on with his knee injury. And I, I was like, whoa, this guy is healthy enough to play in the opener. I, I wasn't anticipating that. It was aggressive a rehab schedule, but when he was limping around, it's like, oh man, I hope the guy is okay and he wasn't rushed back completely. And it's a whole thing, right? It, you compensate with your other leg if one isn't ready, and if, you know if uh, the injured leg isn't ready, and of course you're more susceptible to injury. So I hope that was just the byproduct of playing Bama and right. getting hit a certain way, what have you. And it had nothing to do with the previous injury. But man, what an aggressive timeline to be back in eight months like that. Medicine's amazing. It really is. By the way, you talk about King. Look at this stat. I mean, when you glance at it, well, he was 23 for 30. But you know what? He only threw for 173 yards passing, which tells me how much pressure was put on him last night by Alabama. Well, I mean, yeah. they <laughs> Two interceptions as well. A lost fumble. I mean, it was. it's ugly. It's tough. Really, it's tough to start your season against a team like a Georgia or a team like Alabama. I mean, you're just going, you know, going to get cut up big time. And, you know, I give credit to Miami for doing it. I understand you want to get TV recognition, you want to get TV money, and you want to maybe help your recruiting by getting on that national stage. But still in all, is it worth it? I don't know. I, it's an interesting question. I don't know how much difference it would make if you're playing Alabama in, say, like week nine instead of week one. Um, I, I don't know how much better Miami would fare if, you know, both teams are relatively healthy. They aren't much different with the injury mm-hmm. bug later in the season. I, I wonder how much that would help Miami just being more in a flow, being more in a rhythm. They, they'd probably still get wrecked. Maybe you do a little bit better. It is. It's really hard to face Bama. I think even more so in week one when you haven't worked everything out and you aren't in a rhythm and on the same page. It's like, good luck. It's even worse facing a team like Bama. So let me ask you this. I mean, Alabama beats up on the 14th ranked team, Miami, 44-13. Next week, Alabama will host Mercer. So does Alabama score 90 next week? I mean, really, what's going to happen next week? They could, but that's the thing. Like, it's a joke for Bama or any SEC school to play these FCS squads. But you see this throughout college football. It's not just an SEC thing. Like, next week, Oklahoma faces Western Carolina. Clemson from the ACC, they face South Carolina State. And Miami plays App App State next week. Iowa State, they struggled against Northern Iowa. That's an FCS squad, right? Like, you're seeing this all over. Your boys, Cincinnati, they play Murray State next week, you know? know. So it's it's not just an SEC thing. For whatever reason, the SEC gets hammered for it. Oregon plays Stony Brook in a couple of weeks. (laughs) It's like, what are we doing here? So It's not just an SEC thing beating up on FCS schools. Yeah, and some of those FCS schools want to play those bigger schools for a payday. That's why they do it. Yeah, yeah. It's just I'd like hammer the ACC, hammer the Pac-12, hammer every conference right. for facing FCS schools. It's not just the SEC. Now, we got to give some love here to Bryce Young, who did throw four touchdown passes. So what we're going to do, we're going to hear the fourth touchdown pass that he threw from the golden tones of Brooklyn's born Eli Gold from Learfield. Snap, quick throw across the middle. Oh, man, Eli Gold. I love Eli Gold. He's the man. He really Have is. you interviewed him for the yeah, paper over there? You could go to go to the Brooklyn Eagle and Google Eli Gold. You see the story I did on him. Uh-huh. 
Good does he man. does he talk like that? Like in his, he uh, does. He actually does. Well, Andy, yeah. I'll tell you, it was 1968, yeah. and I, I think he does a tremendous room. job. He does an yeah. awesome job as a broadcaster for sure. He really does. I mean, it's interesting how a you know a New York guy made it down south for so many years, thirty plus years. He's just found a home there. You talk about you know a fraternity and being loved. You talk about the football team over there in in Georgia and at Clemson, whatever it may be. Uh, Eli Gold is part of that family too. I mean, he really is in Alabama. Yeah, we give, give all the uh, Syracuse grads credit. How about the Brooklyn people, huh? That's all your job, Andy, for me. You get round up all the Brooklyn people and highlight them, you know? Well, there's a lot of them. Marv Albert's one of them, too. Staten Island! There we go. Okay, he is my guy, Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. Get us on Twitter, at The No Show, at Andy Furman FSR, or 877 99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Now, they led in every single category except on the scoreboard. That's next, but first to Brian Finley with the latest. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Andy, and and I loved your recent Garfield cartoon on the Brooklyn Eagle. I think you did great there. I really appreciate that. Here we go. Yeah. That lamp, you know what? I, I don't care what you say about me or anybody else. I mean, talk about the, the, the stupid comments I made with the predictions, but the laugh that got to go. That's like the worst thing. I mean, I know B doesn't like me yelling, and I can, I can understand that. But this laughter thing is the worst. I mean, you know, talk about Julian Edelman all you want. I don't care. But this, this laughing Thing. Are you with me on this laughing thing? It, it just, it's like chalk on a blackboard, really. It's crazy. Resting snugly between his legs. Oh, geez, here we go. Geez. Well, that, that laugh makes you realize that, makes you remember that you had a take that might have been a little awry. Number, uh. yeah, so as you guys were mentioning, number five, Georgia took it, or, uh, took it to number three, Clemson, 10 to three. Afterwards, UGA head coach Kirby Smart said, quote, I knew we were pretty good and pretty deep on defense, and we just found out we were more athletic than we were in the past, close quote. Number one, Alabama fillets Miami 44-13, to and Bryce Young four touchdown passes. Then... Arguably the game of the day. It was UCLA, and I I think you guys know the score of this or the outcome, but in case you didn't know, Brian and Andy, the Bruins won. And who did they beat number 16 LSU? 38 to 27. I gotta pump those numbers out. Those are rookie numbers. You just sound like a proud parent right now. <laughs> <laughs> That was an interesting laugh, Andy. Yeah. I don't know. It was a little bit creepy, yeah. but we'll just go with it. Not because B socked it to you. That's why. Because you're <laughs> no, because you're a UCLA ball washer. That's why. Yeah, and, and, and you're not a Cincinnati ball washer. Of did I mention him once today? I didn't even mention. I didn't bring him up. That's okay. The next two hours will be like a Reds game, a Reds post game show. Oh we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Number fifteen USC. They. Stuff San Jose State 30 to 7. The Trojans 17 points in the fourth quarter. A win for number 13, Florida. 400 rushing yards for them in a victory against Florida Atlantic. Number six, Texas AM. Floors it passed Kent State 41 to 10. Number 21, Texas victorious. So was Montana as they embarrassed number 20, Washington 13 to 7. The Pac 12 also had some, some downturns, if you will. Utah State scored a a touchdown with under a minute to go in the fourth quarter to stick it to Washington State 26 to 13. They blew the Cougs a 12 point lead halfway through the fourth quarter. Nevada overcoming Cal 22 to 17 and also BYU spoiling Arizona head coach Jed Fish's debut as a head coach for U of A in a 20 
or yeah, 24 to 16 game BYU over Arizona. One mention, guys, and I, before I send it back to you, the Dodgers victorious against the Giants, six to one, and now those two teams are tied for first in the NL West. And I must say, Andy Furman, your Reds are right there in the thick of things as far as that NL wild card is concerned, right in the two spot. The Padres are a half game behind, so I got to say something is actually working in Cincinnati sports, at least for now. We'll see how long that lasts. Back to Andy <laughs> Furman. Brian Thank you very much. See you in an hour, okay? You know, it looks like they have their number. That's right around the corner. He's Brian Noah. I'm Andy Furman, and of course, we have Bronx Talk Radio in less than 10 minutes right now, but let's talk about the uh, the early game yesterday. Penn State over Wisconsin, 16-10. I was a little shocked there with that with that, with that score because I thought that Penn State would have some quarterback problems over there, and I thought Wisconsin's defense would really stymie them, but it didn't. Penn State, I mean, give them a lot of credit, winning the game in Camp Randall in Wisconsin. Penn State starting last year 0-5. Wisconsin, 132 yards on offense. Penn State, 43 yards and one first down in that first half, which was knotted at 0-0. Amazing game it really was, but uh, you know what? Wisconsin couldn't stretch the football, and they can't put the ball in the end zone. Yeah, it was sloppy on Wisconsin's part. With Mertz, he had a he fumbled a handoff. That's hard to do. Like yeah. he didn't complete a handoff. I can understand if you're not completing a ball forty yards downfield, okay, but you got to complete a handoff. <laughs> it led to a fumble and turnover, and like, what are you doing? What's going on over there? A couple <laughs> of costly interceptions at the end. They were bailed out. I thought Wisconsin was about five and a half minutes to go. Mertz ran, was trying to pick up a first down. It was third down. He came up short. And he got hit along the sideline, and they called targeting. Gave him a first down. They were only trailing by six points at the time. And Joel Klatt came unglued. I loved it. He's like, that's not targeting. That shouldn't be targeting. You have to know that he's not trying to hit him in the right. helmet. And he barely did. Like That's just someone playing fast. I, I hate that it's, one, a penalty, and, two, an ejection on top of that. That's way too heavy-handed in my book. Well, you know what? It was funny because uh, Penn State had well, they were really like 16-10 in the fourth quarter. They missed that extra point. Wisconsin had a shot. They had the drive coming down. They were first and goal inside the five, but the Badgers fumbled again in the red zone, and that was it. And, uh, you know, Mertz, I'm not so sure his future looks that bright behind center at Wisconsin. Well, I mean, come on. it's We can't overreact uh, just to week one. Um, but it was not a good game. Like, no. look, uh, Sam Howell at North Carolina – He's going to be one of the top picks in the NFL draft. He threw three interceptions. Yeah, You know, it, think about Michael Penix Jr., how great he was last year. Now he's coming off a, a significant injury as the Indiana quarterback. He threw three picks yesterday. Like, look, sometimes quarterbacks struggle out of the gate. Spencer Rattler had two interceptions against Tulane. He's yeah. going to be one of the top picks in the draft. So I think we got to take that into account. We can't just fly off the handle when it comes to week yeah, one. Yeah, and it's opening day. you got to get the rust off a little bit. I understand that. And uh, as we mentioned, they're playing in front of fans. I mean, that's that's jitters. I mean, these kids didn't play in front of fans a year ago. It's a big deal. It really is. But, you know, Penn State held the badges of Wisconsin to almost, what, three and a half yards per play, and they forced three turnovers. Good defense on the part of Penn State. And I tell you what, I think there's going to be a pretty good race in the Big Ten right now because Ohio State really didn't impress much to me. Michigan, who'd they beat? Western Michigan, Penn State. And I thought Wisconsin might be the best defense going into this game, the best defense in the Big Ten. Uh, I'm wrong on that count, really. But I think it's going to be a pretty good race. And I tell you, Penn State may have the, the upper hand right now. 
Well, I got to see a lot more from uh, from Penn State. It's been a mixed bag. They're up, they're down. When they look good, they're fine. When they look right. bad, they look brutal. It's a horrible start to the season last year, and then they won their final four games. So that's a nice win for them, trying to get on track. I don't know that they're going to take down Ohio State, hopefully. I mean, hopefully you get some new blood and you get some excitement in that yeah. conference and others. I'd be for it, but it's a big test next week. We'll see about Ohio State, right? Are they the team that struggled in the first half against Minnesota or put it on Minnesota in the second half? Which team do they look like next week against Oregon? That's a huge game as the Ducks come to Columbus. And uh, maybe without Kayvon Thibodeau, their stud, maybe number one overall pick. The defensive end, he got his ankle rolled up on, and he was in a walking boot for three quarters against uh, Fresno State yesterday. So it's a huge matchup next week. Oregon at Ohio State, looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah, but getting back to the Penn State win, the win was big, obviously, going 0-5 starting the season last year. But I think even bigger, you can't overlook the fact that they won the game in Wisconsin, over 80,000 people there in the stands, hostile crowd. And again, winning on the road in the Big Ten, that's a big deal. It really is. Well, the deep ball was working with Sean Clifford. That was not a work of art offensively, but... There are many chunk plays. And uh, look, if you have that element in your offense, it's a big deal. Right. Uh, they've got work to do, but uh, the defense was really, really strong against Wisconsin. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see if James Franklin has him on track in 2021. Because, man, I, you talk about Ohio State, <laughs> the tale of two halves against Minnesota. It was a tale of two seasons for Penn State last year. So I got to see a lot more to be con- completely convinced that hey, this could be a Big Ten champion here. Yeah, I want to see him there well because I'm rooting for Sean Clifford because he's a kid from St. Xavier High School in Cincinnati, and I saw him play in high school, so I want to see him do well. I mean, really, there's a lot of local kids within 15, 20-mile radius of where I live that have gone to big-time college programs. Listen to you, the soft spot in your heart for local yeah. kids. I, You love you some Luke Keekley, you know? Yeah, he's a great NFL player. Yeah, Yes, uh, St. Xavier, hold those same uh, local products close to the uh, firm and heart. Well, I, I think that's the reason why people do root for college f- football teams. I mean, there's a there's an alumni factor, there's a passion factor, and a local factor. I really believe that. How so. many high school games do you go out to, Andy? I haven't gone in two years, to be honest with you. But uh, but when they all did, pandemic related, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I didn't go. But uh, yeah. prior to how the many pandemic, before the pandemic did you go to? I'm I'd just go, curious. Okay, if there's about uh, uh, five, wait, if there's eight weeks of high school football, eight Friday uh-huh. nights. Yep. I go to three to four, three, three or four. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, my kid played high school football, so I'd go every night when he played. You yeah. Know, I didn't miss the game when he played. But uh, did you go gone, to see the same school once he was done? No, I did not. I went to you spread the, the, the wealth. I spread the wealth. I went across the river to Ohio, so some of those games. So you know, there's good football around here. There really is. You know, yeah. so yeah, that's I, good. I like I, high school it's, football. It's good that you still support high school ball. I do. I enjoy it. I really do. All right, he's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio, and of course, no football here. But we're going to make the trip anyway. Where Bronx Talk Radio is freaking next. Bronx Talk Radio, right around the corner, about 12 minutes before the top of the hour. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. We are Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. And by the way, it's time to go to the Bronx. Guys, guys, guys. it's time to channel your inner New Yorker. Oh, God, please, no. We no. want to hear all the no. rationalities you can no. spew on the hottest topics of the day. <laughs> up yours, you something we like to call Bronx Talk Radio. Hosted by the great Chris P. I got some bad news for you guys here. What you got? 
I'm underwater. Not like financially. Not like financially, like literally. That too, though? What's that? That too? You're underwater financially? No, not not well. Let's listen. That's between me and my stockbroker here, which I do not have one, but (laughs) I am physically underwater. So is the Yankees outfield, which is basically where I live. So, yeah, I'm underwater. I don't know what to really do about it. Should I buy a boat? Yeah, get one of those, uh, what do we call it? Airboats? Airboats. Airboats. Get one of those airboats. With a fan on the back. Yeah. Yeah. Get that big fan going on. Yeah, there's probably gators in the Gowanus Canal, so, I mean, that makes sense. What about you? How are you guys surviving Ida? Well, we're not around it. That's the thing. It's a lot easier when you're not around it. No, we are right now virtually manifestly in the Bronx, which is underwater. It's amazing. I tell you, I saw some of those pictures over there. I couldn't believe it, really. It's amazing. Yeah, go fishing a little bit. It's a good time to go fishing, you know? Good fish. I, I would not eat whatever you're fishing there. Thankfully, oh, really? I did fish out my papers. So we've got plenty of stories to talk about here. Oh, then go right ahead. Well, the biggest one, Bishop freaking Sycamore. Or as That's like, BS! That BS. is BS. I don't know how nobody saw this. So for those not familiar, ESPN did a high school kickoff. In featuring IMG Academy, which also isn't a real school, but we give them a pass. But IMG Academy playing Bishop Sycamore, who very clearly it came out was lying about how many kids had D1 offers, and the broadcasters realizing something wasn't upright. Sleuths on the internet figured out this team had played a couple days prior to. Then it comes out that like they're staying in hotels. The coach has a uh, has an active arrest warrant out for his arrest, and checks are bouncing. It's a crazy story of the massive seedy underbelly of high school athletics. This Bishop Sycamore, several things. Number one, it ain't a school. It's a mailbox in Columbus. That's what it is. That's number one. And number two, I did some research on this because I was a little concerned, okay? I found out there is no Bishop Sycamore. I checked priests. Breaking freaking news. There's no uh, Bishop Sycamore. No, I checked priests, rabbis, and everybody else, and bishops, and there is no person oh, on God's green earth that is a Bishop Sycamore. That's I, it. I see what you're doing. You're going for the cheap joke over here at the expense of Catholicism. I see where your head's at. Oh, really? I All just right. like ESPN. ESPN was like, our was partner, duped. Paragon Marketing, they schedule these games. So we talked to them to not do this in the future. <laughs> like how they threw their partner under the bus. They're like, don't look at us. Look at Paragon over Yeah, there. like they just right. they handed this uh, thing to ESPN. And they're like, yeah, sounds good, bud. Yeah. It's one of the best snookers I've seen in years, really. How do you play two games in the course of what three days? They played on Friday, very, very carefully, that's how they and then Sunday. And some of these players were men, weren't they? They were graduates. Yeah, they were they like were... JUCO burnouts, right? Exactly. But still, right. you only got like 30, 35 players over there. Some of those guys are playing on both sides of the football. Yeah, that happens two days later. School, though, that's yeah. not good. Yeah, like, two days later. No, you're not playing games that close to one another. You see the quarterback? He looks like Jared Lorenzen, and he's out there headhunting. This kid's and he in shaves his twice a day. Like, trying to take off kids' heads. Like, go pay your mortgage. Bishop Sycamore. Mom. Anyway, more stories I've got for you. We'll do real football now. Going down the FCS, Presbyterians' Ren Hefley set a FCS record. He threw 10 touchdowns versus St. Andrews. <laughs> Former Michigan quarterback went to Presbyterian College, FCS. They win that game 84-43 over yeah. St. Andrews. This Their coach at Presbyterian is the famous Arkansas high school coach who has said he's never going to punt 
Right. Always right go for it on fourth yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. stayed true. I'll tell you right now, you, me, and B, the three of us and eight other guys out of a phone book, could be Presbyterian. How's that? No, we couldn't. Uh, that, yeah, we that's, could. That's untrue right there, and they got I think a real we could. coach. I'll tell you what, that sounds like old school Red Grange. What a great name. What was that kid's name again there, Chris? His name? Uh, Ren Hefley. Ren, Ren. Hefley. Red that head. sounds straight out of the 1920s over there. I you like know? it. Yeah. Sounds like a movie like he's, got, he's got a leather helmet on or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Getting it done. 10 TDs. Well, Mike Saban had a leather helmet on after the game yesterday. That was great. Love that. <laughs> they always have that there. Anyway, one place that didn't get done is, is Lazio and Frankfurt and Eintracht Frankfurt. Lazio. Say that again. So Say transfer. Again. So the transfer window closed in international soccer, right? I'm trying to educate you guys a little bit on culture here. So <laughs> Lazio, an Italian club, was trying to sign a guy from Eintracht Frankfurt, Philip Kostic, Serbian player. The problem was is that they didn't get the transfer fee arranged because they sent an email to the wrong email address mm. and wrote as Frankfurt and not Frankfurt. And now Lazio uh, is claiming that Frankfurt deliberately gave them the wrong email. Oh. Reached out oh. for comment that the director of sports for Lazio, Igli Terre, said, I don't want to talk about it. There's no point now. Wow. We got drama over here. Maybe uh, it's like there was an Indiana snafu. There was an incorrect spelling yesterday for their game. So maybe someone doesn't know how to spell when they were making out the email. Or there is Why some shenanigans over here. Hey, when I send a bad email to Andy, it usually says, hey, it sends me back something. It's like, hey, you sent us the wrong email. You're we need that idiot. on Twitter for Furman with the wrong handle. Seriously, time time. really? Good, thank you. Thank you very much. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. 
I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This was a game for the coaches. We'll tell you why in just a minute, but right now it's the time of the day that I enjoy most. Introducing my partner, my friend, the brains of the outfit, the man who lifts the heavy nuts. He really does. My guy, Mr. Brian No. Hello, B. Made it nice and calm. Nice and calm. Nice. I like that. I just. I know you do. I don't have a splitting headache. That's good. I like that. What did you say? I lift the nuts. Is that what you said? What's going on there? The nuts and bolts. Oh, the no. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. we need the and bolts there. Just you know. All right. Just That's a, okay. I hear what you're saying. Uh, by the way, I mean, I'm trying to please. I don't want to upset anybody, so I kind of make <laughs> dulcet tones over there, if I may. I, I know they're yelling. Very white over here. I love it. Loud noises. Wow, unbelievable. I'm but, mad. You know, got a couple of questions regarding the college football Saturday game yesterday. Okay. Yeah. How, how difficult is it for you? Because I said early on today that I had noticed or watched parts of or full total of six games yesterday, including, and i got to mention this, I know Brian Friendly's going to hate me, uh, the University of Cincinnati, Miami of Ohio game was not on TV, so I listened to that on radio. So six games and one radio deal. I mean, how tough is it for you to judge what yeah, you're going to watch? I'm going back and forth. Numbers. And, I, you know, I, I don't know what the networks are trying to do by doing this back-to-back, side-to-side. It's tough. It's tough taking that call. Only you, Andy Furman. What are we? What are you talking about over here? This is a good thing. We don't it's appreciate a good problem your jokes, have. old man. You know, you well, got a bunch of games it. to pick from. I'd rather have that than nothing to pick from. But do you Give go me back week and forth one as all well? day compared to week zero, where it's oh, just I'm with like, you yeah, there. We got no, I'm with you. I yeah. mean, you know, when I watched those games yesterday, I was scratching my head and saying, you know, what did me and B talk about the last three, four months? Think about that. We come in here on Sunday morning. I, I forget what we talked about. I think we talked about football, but there was no games to be played. And then we talked about COVID, of course, as well. But we talked about football. And yes, there were some great games yesterday, but uh, I enjoy watching a game from start to end. And I couldn't during commercial breaks. I'm flipping back and forth. West Virginia, I'm watching. I'm watching Georgia, Clemson, LSU, UCLA, Oklahoma, Tulane. Lane uh, was Maryland, West Virginia, I believe it was, Michigan, Western Michigan. I mean, back and forth. I'm just doing that, and I think it's, it's great. You're right. But it's difficult because, you know, there's so many games going on, you want to stay on top of them all. I, okay, I'll move I, on. I just, okay, I, I know. You're out of breath. You don't want to hear it anymore. I'll move on. Okay. Let's talk <laughs> well, about this guy's always on top. Right. Let's talk about this game last night, which I think was a game for the coaches. I'll tell you why. I mean, LSU-UCLA. LSU came into the game ranked sixth. UCLA is coming off a win against Hawaii. But I'll tell you what, that 44-10 win against Hawaii last week, besides that game, under coach Chip Kelly, the Bruins of UCLA, were 0-6 in non-conference games. This is a big win. A big win for Kelly. And it would have been a big win for Coach Ed O. But, uh, you know, I know he won the national title two years ago. Last year, they had a, what, a 4-8 and record. No, 4-5 four and, four and five, or 5-5 five and five LSU a year ago. You know, those fans down there in the Bayou country get a little antsy. So uh, it was a big win for UCLA because I think 
one of those one of those games or one of those coaches was really going to be on the hot seat with the loss. More so, I think, Chip Kelly than Coach Ed O. Uh, you think? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Chip Kelly has done nothing thus far at UCLA. Coach O's got a national title at LSU. So, yeah, that, he's going to get some criticism, but Coach O's nowhere near the hot seat. That it's was a just a loss, good though. win for UCLA. It's a very good win for them. It's We talked about this last week where – UCLA with Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly's record through three years is very similar, almost identical to Scott Frost's record at Nebraska. And we've talked at Ugh. great length about how much he has stunk it up in Cornhusker land. But Chip Kelly with two wins out of the gate, smashing Hawaii last week and then beating a real team in LSU. Obviously, the Bruins on the right track. And I like Kelly after the game. He said, nobody on UCLA is surprised after we beat LSU. And so you're getting some of that old school swagger from him. Right, we all know what he right. did at Oregon, but it's taken a lot longer than we expected for him to get on that that successful path at UCLA. He's at least off to a good start this year. you got to right. give him credit for that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. i tell you what, I don't see much improvement in the defense at LSU, though. They were horrid last year, and they fired the defensive coordinator after one year, Bo Pelini, and the defense was just as bad last night for LSU. Okay, fine, but that still is a real school. We always trumpet the SEC being the best conference, which it right. is. Right. And so to beat a team that's ranked like LSU, they are not just this dog team, this ragtag team that's going to be lucky to win three games this year. That's a real squad. So oh, yeah. you got to give yeah. UCLA credit for beating a team like that. Right. You know, I know UCLA did look great beating Hawaii, and a lot of people were scratching this and well, it's Hawaii. It was 44 to 10, uh, and it was only the 11th win on the three year Chip Kelly era. But, you know, now they've got a little, little bit of a pat on the back because UCLA beat a team that people heard of, people follow, and that was ranked sixth in the country, which they won't be sixth next week. They'll probably drop to like 18th or 19th, maybe. Maybe even higher. I, I don't know. But, you know, they won't, be, they won't be in the top 10. That's for sure. Well, they I was weren't. impressed. They, they, were in, they were 16th heading oh, 16th, into that huh? game. Yeah. Okay. I was impressed with the uh, the offense UCLA had. A very balanced offense. I like that running back Charbonneau and their quarterback Dorian Thompson. Robinson was uh, something like 9 for 18, 9 for 16, 260-something yards and three touchdowns. They got a pretty balanced offensive attack UCLA. I like them. Well, we'll see what they do throughout the season. You look at the Pac-12. Of course, Oregon is there. You got to deal with them. Uh, they've got three. Wait, they've got four out of five weeks facing ranked teams. Subject to change. We know the rankings are going to ebb and flow. But right now, on the schedule for UCLA, they've got number twenty Washington, followed by number eleven Oregon, followed by number twenty-four Utah. You face Colorado, and then it's number fifteen USC. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot right. to deal with. And oh, by the way, Arizona State, just a couple of weeks before that, and they're a ranked team at this point. So uh, that's a, a tough schedule to face. I know a lot of times we just look at these schedules and it's based on reputation. If you look at Clemson's schedule, Clemson's schedule is cake compared right. to UCLA's schedule. But just because it's Clemson and because the Pac-12 has been down and done nothing in the college football playoff – it's like we don't really look at it closely enough. UCLA's schedule is way tougher than a lot of teams at the top of college football is. 
But a lot of questions will be answered, at least in the Pac-12, come next week when Oregon plays in Columbus against Ohio State. I want to see how good Oregon really is because they did not impress yesterday. They really didn't. So honestly, if they could hold their own, I'm not saying they're going to beat Ohio State in Columbus. That's a tough call. But if they could hold their own and not get embarrassed against Ohio State, then we'll see what happens there. But look, the Pac-12 needs some juice. They really do. They haven't had it in several years. Well, yeah, they've been down. you got to do something in the college football playoff. And they're having a hard time getting there, let alone doing something once no, they get there. So you're exactly right. I just think the reputation follows it, and sometimes it gets you off track. Um, and uh, I'm just saying, you, you look at UCLA's schedule, and it's like, holy cow, this is this is a gauntlet that they're facing. Like Oregon, USC, oh by the way, Washington, Utah, Arizona State. Like those are all ranked teams. You could look at team by team in the top ten their schedules, and some teams don't come close to that amount of ranked teams, as it stands right now, you've got six ranked teams on UCLA's schedule. That is a ton. Clemson didn't have one. Well, they had one with Georgia, and that's it. They had one compared to UCLA facing six ranked teams as of right right now. And I'd like to see the Pac-12 start banging the drums a little bit because the Pac-12 deserves it because the teams this year, I mean, they're going to be very well balanced and tough against one another. And really and truly, I would say that the Pac-12 may be better than the Big 12 this year. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, it's top-heavy. You've got Oklahoma. So if you're and basing, I wasn't impressed like, with them. If you're basing it on that, like which team? What's the best team, and how far are they going to go? I would put my money on uh, the Big Twelve having Oklahoma go further than any Pac-12 team. Um, well, time will tell if that's true. But if you look yeah. at the overall depth of a conference, like yeah, yeah, give me Top the Pac-12. Yeah, yeah you're exactly right. You know, it's funny, but the Big 12 will get the, the accolades. The Big 12 gets the hype. But again, I think part of the major problem with the Pac-12, and I think you'll agree, is that the game starts so late, people can't follow them that well. They really can't. That's the problem. Well, yeah, there's some of that, sure. And I think also, look, uh, Iowa State struggled yesterday. That's a top 10 team. So Iowa State, um, that's a squad where... I think you're a little reluctant to just trumpet them as well. Iowa State, it's a, you know they they haven't had the history there, but they are a top right. ten team. Texas won yesterday, so I don't want to make it sound like it's just Oklahoma and nobody else. Right. But you've got a lot of quality teams in the Pac-12. The problem is they don't have that one team like ahead of the pack that's at least going to get to the college football playoff and threaten to do damage. They haven't had that for a number of years. Well, a lot of questions will be answered next weekend, which I love because we mentioned the fact that Oregon's going to Columbus to play Ohio State, but Iowa's playing Iowa State next week, so we'll see what happens over there. And Iowa State has a lot of guys coming back that got that great, great running back back there this year. And, and look, I, I kind of you know, kind of look a little bit away from that first week because the games that they play, again, with the rust on there and, and the uh, and the big stage and these these kids aren't ready. I mean, there's no preseason. To throw them to the wolves in a game like that, it's, it's tough. I mean, that Georgia a Clemson game, it's really asking a lot for any team to go on TV, national TV, no preseason, you know, with COVID a year ago, even Penn State. I mean, they started 0-5 a year ago. They're going to Camp Randall in Wisconsin on the road, and they win. I mean, that's a hell of a win for Penn State yesterday. It is, but I mean, I would look at the glass half full also, because we can always see the the drawbacks uh, we were talking about Clemson. You start off zero and one. You got to go. You got to be perfect from here on yeah. out. So, and they can be. 
Yeah, but no margin for error. But you look at the benefits. Look at Georgia. You smack around Clemson, who's a top three team, and you're feeling great about yourself today. You know, right, you feel outstanding. Right. And you could make an argument it might be better to face Clemson in week one than it is to face them in week seven or eight when they've got their rhythm and got their bearings and all of That's that. That's a great point. So it can go the other way. It isn't always a, a drawback. It, you know, like it's a mixed bag. It's just you have got to find a way, and easier said than done, to at least have a, a rhythm that's solid enough for you to, to win a ball game. As long as you win, it's all good going forward. It's a major shot in the arm. Yeah, and the funny thing is, like, that big day yesterday with those big games, there's going to be a little bit of a letdown next week because Georgia plays Alabama-Birmingham next week and Clemson plays South Carolina State next week. So, again, I mean, it, it's kind yeah. of anticlimactic going into next week. Well, yeah, but who cares, right? They could have a letdown and they're still going to win by multiple touchdowns. Right. So uh, these schedule makers, they, you know. It's not a coincidence. It happens like this. Yeah. <laughs> so I, those teams would be fine going forward. I'm just I'm curious if Georgia's offense can be good enough because their defense clearly is. But can their offense be good enough to make major noise? When I say make make major noise, I'm talking about threatening Bama Alabama. to win yeah. the conference, threatening Bama if they're in the college football playoff. You know, I remember something what Nick Saban said about a year ago. He was very upset that the students weren't coming out to the games. Maybe it was like two years ago. It was last year, I guess, with the COVID. He said they were spending more time in the library than going to the games on Saturday. Why? Because he thought the, the kids thought the games were boring because they went by so many points and they just dominate opponents. I could see that. I mean, as a fan, and you're a big fan of college football, I enjoy college football, but you want to see a change of pace. And I'm not rooting against Alabama, but it's Alabama and everybody else. And that's the way it's been. And their head and shoulders are better than everybody else. It's not like they're just squeaking by. They dominate. They're just a great football team and a great football program. You want to see a little bit of a change. And that's why I was glad Georgia won yesterday. At least Clemson's going to be perhaps out of the mix. Well, if it's just an Alabama fan, if you know, put yourself in that area where it's like, hey, man, you want to go out and see Bama beat Missouri by five touchdowns? It's like, yeah, mm. I don't know. Maybe I'll catch the next game. I can understand why the attendance has dropped a bit. And let's not make it sound like there's 5,000 people out there. We're talking, it's like not filled the capacity right. to the gills on some weeks. Like, I get that. I just think about, and this is well into the future, Think about the next guy taking over for Nick Saban. Oh. oh. Just think about how spoiled that fan base has been with the amount of success that they've enjoyed. Can you imagine going from the penthouse to being like this barely above 500 team that's a middling SEC team? That's what they were before Nick Saban took over. Can you imagine going back to that after you enjoyed this type of success? But I, I think that's that's in every profession, at least in the world of sport. I mean, any coach that's had a, 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 any amount of success and he retires or leaves and someone comes in to follow him, there's going to be that kind of pressure. There really is. I mean, it, it happens all over. I mean, even in, in the announcing business, the guy that follows Vince Scully in L.A. with the Dodgers play-by-play. I mean, it's tough. You're going to be compared to this guy. Just, just the way it is. I mean, you know, maybe you won't be in that big of a stage because it's just maybe Los Angeles, but the national stage with Alabama. Yeah, you're right. I mean, but I think people live for that challenge. And that's why there'll be people clamoring for that job.
job. There's no doubt. But and they live for that challenge. But can they follow his footsteps? I don't know. It's gonna be tough. Uh, well, no. Spoiler alert. No, they're not going to just take the baton and just win championships galore like that. Um, but you're taking it in a different direction. I it's huge shoes to fill. But I always say I'd rather be the guy following the guy yeah. than the guy not getting an opportunity. And a lot of people say, you don't want to follow the guy. You want to be the next guy. It's like, oh, okay, great. If you can guarantee me I get the job, that would be ideal. But I would rather have the monstrous task of filling in for a legend than not getting a crack at it. I'm with but you. I, I don't think anyone's going to be, be able to live up to that. It's just the fans. I'm just thinking of being so spoiled on the success it's got to feel horrible once they get to that day and age where they're just a middling team, and it will happen. Right, and the just, pressure. Saban's you know, not going anywhere for the better part of the next decade, though. I don't know about decade. I mean, I mean, he may be. He, he Nick Saban is a lifer. Ten, like he's going to be years? on the sideline for. You think? I, yeah, the better part is he going to be there for the next seven years? Yeah, I think he will be. So what he's going to be like seventy-eight years old at the time? I, I think he's going to be like ninety-seven. I'm not sure uh, what he's going to be, but who knows? Be on the sideline uh, in a walker before they. The, the problem take him you up. have replacing a Nick Saban is that you don't want to see it go down. You just want to keep the ball rolling in the sense that it is. Instead of building a program, you just don't want the program to let the air out of the balloon. That's the problem. Tough to keep it rolling. I think it's easier to build a program than to have a program die in front of you. That may happen with the guy that follows Nick Saban. Well, yeah, but we're talking well into the future there. Well, we'll see. Who knows? I don't know. He's Brian No. Get him on Twitter at The No Show or at Andy Furman FSR or better yet, and I'm giving the phone number again, as I said, I was not going to, but 877-99 on Fox is the number, 877-996-6369. And we have bottom barrel betting in this hour. And Brian, no one knows picks in hour number three, but there's more tonight. We'll tell you all about it next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
Brian No can't wait for this. We'll explain that in just about a minute. About 23 minutes past the hour, this is Fox Sports Sunday. He is Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. And Discover matches all the cash back you wear on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Now we roll along. By the way, a pretty impressive win yesterday in Iowa City. The Hawkeyes over 17th ranked Indiana, 34-6. And by the way, Iowa held the Hoosiers to just 233 offensive yards, only 31 rushing yards. But the downer is next week, uh, Indiana plays Idaho, the Vandals of Idaho. But Iowa meets Iowa State. That'll be a biggie next week. Yeah, just uh, let me know how that one turns out, Andy. Um, You're not going to watch that game? No, I'm not. Iowa-Iowa State? Nah. Should be a good battle. No, nah, I'll check out some yeah. of it. Sure, you'll watch. Are you kidding? Okay. Yeah, I know sure. what game you will watch. Notre Dame, Florida State tonight. You can't wait for the Fighting Irish. A stretch of 41 straight winning seasons for the Seminoles of Florida State. Now they've got three straight losing years entering this season. We'll see what happens. And all-time Florida State is 6-4 and four against Notre Dame. But the Fighting Irish, as you know, have won the last two. They try to make a three wins in four years over Florida State tonight. And I think they will. Yeah, I think so, too. It's just, uh, you know, you know the deal in college football. It's a revolving door. But uh, Notre Dame's got some talent. Michael Mayer's a very good tight end. You got Kyron Williams in the backfield. So uh, as a running back, very good running back. Uh, and we'll see the defense. I'll tell you what, Chip Kelly's done a uh, – Chip Kelly. Brian Kelly has done a great job really uh, improving the Irish in the trenches. They used to get just pummeled for a long time before he took over. Just not a good enough offensive line. Just blown off the line of scrimmage on the defensive end. But, I mean, really in the trenches is where Notre Dame has made a lot of progress. And, of course, they like, quote-unquote, skill position players. Uh, they've got a lot as far as that goes as well. Um, so, we'll see. We'll see. Get a new quarterback this year. No more Ian Book. He's gone. Seemed like Ian Book played for eight seasons at Notre Dame. But also Mike right. Norvell trying to get Florida State on track. We've been talking about other schools like uh, um, uh, just uh, like UCLA. UCLA had fallen on tough times, and Chip right. Kelly's trying to bring them back. I think it's a, a little bit like that if, with Florida State. They've had more major success, but they've fallen off for a good amount of time. They're trying to get back to where they once were. You know, you made a, a, an interesting comment that Ian Book, it does seem like he's been there forever. I had no idea that he is the winningest quarterback in the history of Notre Dame football. I had no idea, I really. I mean, but again, you're right. It seems like he's been there forever. And it's going to be a big change, I guess, for the Notre Dame offense. And we'll see how they do. But I do believe they're going to win. And I think they'll win by about 10 points tonight, Notre Dame. I really do. Okay. Writing that down. Maybe an appearance in nose picks later. You know? Really? I, I'll, I'll give the... you a final score if you'd like that as well. All right. Let's hear it. And the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, 34. Florida hmm. State, 24. Okay. All right. All right. Do you like that? Are you with me on that? I, I, I could sign up for that. I could go for really? that just fine, yeah. I'm surprised you're not going to be at that game. I'm surprised you won't it's be not there. not here. I know, but you're traveling all over the country oh, anyway. God. I mean, you're like you, you, know, you missed a suitcase over there. I mean, one, one week you're in Albany, one week you're in Texas. I mean, you're all over the place, That's right? That's funny. That's a good line by you. It's true. I have been all over the I place know. lately. Yeah, but Andy, it's not here in South Bend. Who cares? You've been all over the place. What are you talking about? It's on the panhandle anyway. It's not deep in the south. You could make it there. You could drive there tonight. You could make it, of course. I mean, get a Greyhound bus, trailways, whatever it is. Get on the bus right after the show. You'll make it. 
That's funny, man. <laughs> what do you mean? You haven't tra- By the way, why have you been traveling so much? Is someone after you? What's the, you know, every week? Yeah, I find- well, I mean, listen, I'm trying to stay Your off money the grid. Or something? Yeah, you know, we got bookies after me. You know, I got to Barry Sanders them. We got to bob and weave a little bit, spin move, and I'm away. I'm away from the authorities and the bad people. Ch- no, I'm just, for many reasons, just uh, off visiting a few friends oh, and uh, different areas and stuff like that. So, yeah. I'm waiting for you travels. to knock on my door. I thought you'd come yeah. by and see me again, you know? Made the well, rounds the last few weeks, but uh, it's right. good to not be moving for right now. Give me a salami submarine. There we go. Interesting storyline, though, on this Florida State-Notre Dame game tonight. Uh, it's been nearly three years since Mackenzie Milton played a football game. 23-year-old quarterback's comeback from a career-threatening knee injury will be the big story when he takes the field tonight for Florida State. Oh, man. He's and a that- graduate transfer from Central Florida. Florida won his last 23 games as a starter. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and I'm rooting for him to play well. I mean, me too. Not well enough to beat my precious <laughs> Irish, right. but I'm rooting for him to play well because Andy, you talk about a knee injury where it was just mangled, man. It was ah, oh, it was disgust, uh, disgusting to watch. And my heart goes out to any athlete that suffers a major injury like that. So just the rehab, the grind. Right. To get back to this level. We talked about it like with Alex Smith in the NFL when he had that horrible uh, leg injury and then was fighting infection and uh, like oh. 17 surgeries or whatever it was. Just the road to get back. It's insane what some of these players put their bodies through. But absolutely, I hope Mackenzie Melton uh, plays well tonight because that that rehab, it takes so much to even get back on the field after a knee injury like that. Not even that. Forget about the rehab. I mean, you got to say to yourself, is it worth it? Why would you do it? That that's it's the question. It's in your blood. It's I in know. Your blood. I mean, that separates the average guy on the street and an athlete. That's the difference, right? I wouldn't do it. I mean, I don't know. You you might because you're a different breed. I mean, but I don't think I would do it. But I've so, I saw that thirty for thirty with Alex Smith. It was unbelievable. Yeah. He almost lost his leg. It was crazy. You know, I don't think his wife wanted him to do it, and he says, "I still want to play football," and he did. Yeah. Well, listen, man. It's in your blood, and there are a lot of athletes. They're wired. Once they suffer an injury, it's just like, how can I get back on the field? What's it going to take? And they're all in. And I give Mackenzie Milton credit for that because, I mean, that's going to translate to life. If you're willing to go through that for something that you love, I mean, that's going to go with a marriage. That's going to go in the business world. That's going to translate to so many other aspects in your life. So I applaud a guy like that that works his way back after a major injury. Many athletes do, and that's why they're successful. It's a prerequisite. If you just said, hey, I'm going to stick with this until the first major injury and then I'm out, you realize how many careers would have stopped way early, like – I just, you've got to fight through that type of stuff if you want to be successful at all. I don't think you'll ever hear an athlete say anything like that. I'm going to play until my first injury and I'm finished. I mean, it just doesn't work that way. It's the dedication of an athlete. That's basically what it is, and you're right. I mean, it transfers to life. They're dedicated. They're like buzzsaws. They go at it uh, with with abandon. That's what they do, and they do it on the field and off. That's And then watching these guys train, I mean, the game is the easy part. Think about it. The game is easy. It's the practices and the rehab. That's what's hell. That's the living hell for him and think about that too it's pretty interesting where Mackenzie Milton think about where Florida State was and where they are I mean I'm rooting for the guy but think about this he suffers the injury at UCF and resurfaces at Florida State you know like it's like that seems uh, like years ago that would never happen to be the opposite 
It would be right. a kid got hurt at Florida State and then goes through the rehab and resurfaces at UCF. So it's interesting that the tables have turned right now. It shows you where the, the program is as they're trying to build back up to prominence. Right. And last look, it looks like Florida State plus seven tonight. Have you heard differently? No, that's what I have, too. Yeah. yeah Just looking seven. at that right now and there making a couple of notes here. And maybe Irish minus picks. seven later on. We'll see. There we go. All right. Brian No, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Now, one college football team is already at a loss. We'll tell you all about it. But first, a real loser, Brian Fenley with the latest. I got a stump. Yeah, speaking of Daddy. losers. Daddy. Wow. Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> Daddy. Daddy. Two guys Daddy. is enough for me. Daddy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Daddy. So, so speaking of a loser, LSU, you guys might have hey. seen it. There we go. You guys might have <laughs> seen this. It was a viral video. Coach Eddie O for the Tigers. As he was walking into the Rose Bowl on Saturday, there was a fan, a Bruin fan, heckling Uh-oh. him. Uh-huh. You guys, you guys see this? I and, did not. And, and the video basically captures Eddie O saying that calling out that fan is wearing this sissy blue shirt. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. All right. However, guys... However, I think this was a bit of a foreshadowing as to maybe the way his defense should have been described Uh because they gave up three touchdowns from Dorian Thompson-Robinson. You had a touchdown from Zach Charbonnet and the UCLA Bruins tattoo the Tigers 38-27 as they emasculate that fan base. Number five, Georgia stepping on number three, Clemson 10-3. DJ Uyunglele was sacked seven times and I I think Andy Furman, as far as his sports takes, has been sacked certainly more than seven times. Keep it up. Keep it up. Number one, Alabama takes a crowbar to Miami, 44-13. to Bryce Young had four touchdowns. USC, the number 15 rated team in the land with a victory over San Jose State, 30-7. to Number two, Oklahoma. They had some trouble, as you guys were mentioning, against Tulane. The Sooners do benefit with a 40-35 to victory, a win for Texas A&M, the number six team in the country. Some bad things happening to the Pac-12, particularly Arizona. They go down to BYU 24-16, and then there's all sorts of hullabaloo up at the north side of the division with Washington State losing last minute to Utah State 26-23. Nevada Getting a W against Cal, 22-17. to Carson Strong had two touchdown throws for the Wolfpack. He's turning into a, a, a dark horse of a Heisman candidate. Montana strolling past number 20, Washington, 13-7. to The Grizzlies with their first win versus the Huskies since 1920. And I believe that year, Andy, you were a junior in college or were you a sophomore? I can't no, remember. No, just graduating high school. Oh, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just getting back from World War One, and <laughs> <laughs> just quickly in baseball, the Dodgers plow the Giants six to one. So those two teams were tied for first in the NL West. And the the key injury nugget out of this game was LA's AJ Pollock had a grade two hamstring strain, so he is going to be out two to three weeks. Also, the Padres dent the Astros ten to two, and Shohei Otani with his four. 43rd home run of the season as the Angels flabbergast the Rangers 4-1 as we send it back to two guys, Brian No, who is absolutely killing it, and then there is Andy Furman, who is doing that as well, I guess. 
whatever that means, I don't know. We'll see you in an hour. Thank you so very much. Hey, we crossed the 50 odd line. We'll be called Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He is Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. And by the way, this is a biggie, and we'll get to it right now because. Uh, the last game of the college football weekend will be tomorrow night, Monday, September the 6th, Labor Day night, 8 o'clock Eastern, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. It'll be Ole Miss and Louisville. But one guy's going to be missing that game. It's Ole Miss coach Lane Kiffin, who's tested positive for COVID-19. He's not going to coach in that season opener against Louisville. And he said that he's developed a breakthrough case of COVID-19, whatever that means. What's a breakthrough case? You it means you contracted COVID even though you're vaccinated. Breakthrough. Okay. Yeah. All right. He says he's vaccinated. The entire team was, I think Ole Miss is one of the first teams in the country to have 100% vaccination rates of all the college teams in the country. So uh, it's amazing to me that he had that breakthrough case. So he's not going to oh, be there. It happens. That's it the sure thing. Happens. Like, Johnny Bench the other day announced he's got COVID and he said he was vaccinated. Yes, but Lane Kiffin, he was on ESPN's college game day. And he addressed that because there are some naysayers like, oh, what's the point? Then? So listen to Lane Kiffin here real fast. Oh, let me uh, let me plug in real quickly. I was doing some uh, Bishop wagering, Sycamore. Wagering. No, no, no. <laughs> not, not, not wager. I, had, I unplugged for a second. Hold on. You got to be plugged in to play this so you can hear it. Here's uh, Lane Kiffin. The great thing is, you know, because I know some people say, well, you 100% vaccinated. Well, had we not been, you know, we'd have a lot of close, close contacts shut down and not playing in this game, including our quarterback. Obviously, I'm near him all day long. That's an important point. Yeah, it is. For anyone who's like, well, what's the point? It's Well, it helps you football-wise. What if you didn't have that stud quarterback going tonight or tomorrow night for Ole Miss? It's a different deal. So, I just, I don't, people are so dumb with this whole vaccine thing. Yeah. This idea of like, what do you mean you can still get it? Then why take a shot and have what, an 80 to 90 plus percent chance of not getting it or not suffering big time effects if you do get it and also giving you a better chance not to spread it around? Like, why why would you sit here and be like, it's got to be 100% or nothing? That is so incredible nothing is 100 percent or nothing nothing is i mean people get flu shots every year and they still get the flu but you won't get it as dangerous as you would have if you didn't get the flu shot now i I don't want to go down this covid road again but i will say this it boggles my mind that people will not get the covid shot but when they're on their and i hate to say this on their deathbed on a ventilator in the hospital they'll beg for that horse shot you know, which has never been tested, and the results are some people are getting blind the next day by taking that shot. It's not approved, not tested, and they say don't use it. So they'll take a shot that goes for a horse, but they won't take the COVID shot. That makes me nuts. I Hey, listen, man, I hear you. And, I mean, we just got onto this path with Lane Kiffin, and it's just I'll keep it simple. We don't have to go into the 9,000 layers of it. I'm yeah. just telling you, the arguments are just bafflingly stupid. Stupid. <laughs> like this idea of do you get in your car and say, Oh, I'm not wearing my seatbelt because I saw the local news a guy was wearing his seatbelt, got into a wreck and died. So I'm you not wearing my seatbelt. It's like, dude, it helps you. It helps your odds of not dying or suffering a big time injury. Why wouldn't you wear it? It doesn't have to be a hundred percent for you to do something like that. Amazing. I'm going to move on. I mean, let's talk about this game for a second. So I, I follow Louisville a little bit. I don't live too far from Louisville. The offense, I think, is going to be tremendous at Louisville. They're really, It's not going to be as high-powered as Ole Miss's offense, and I feel badly because, you know, he may have a pretty good outfit there this year, Lane. And I, I guess he'll be coaching from uh, remote. Is that possible? I think he might be doing that, right? 
I mean, will he be uh, yeah, in the stadium? From the team. I don't know that he can. I, I don't know that he can. Uh, because remember when this was going on last year, and there were some coaches that were remote and they couldn't. They couldn't have um, access. They, they couldn't have communication. And I remember us talking about that. I thought that was garbage. Like, right. why can't you? <laughs> why can't you have? I, I mean, uh, okay, what you have a TV in front of you. You've got. I don't know. They're just thinking worst case scenario, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think that Lane Kiffin, long story short, can communicate remotely, though. Well, what I like about Louisville, Malik Cunningham, he's a pretty dangerous playmaker, but he's got to stop with the giveaways. You know, control the ball, protect the ball, uh, and I think the offensive line is a little bit better than it was a year ago. Is Louisville going to win this game? I don't think they'll win this game, but I think they'll make it competitive. I think it'll be a pretty good game. I think it'll be a close game, but Ole Miss wins this game. Yeah, I like Ole Miss in the game. They've got a real quarterback, and uh, without their head coach, I don't love that. Right. But uh, we got more ball on Monday. This is good. Ramping up toward, I mean, we got NFL action on Thursday, Andy. We got the I Cowboys in Tampa. That's all. Awesome. We're finally, we're in it. We're in it. Right. I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, uh, it's great because finally I have something to watch on TV and something to talk about with you. So it's a double dip. It's really, it's, it's tremendous. It really yeah, if we is. could just get you on those high school football sidelines again, now we'll really be humming, no, you know? No, I'm not doing, no. Yeah, I never well, stay in the, I'm always in the stands. I'm not on those sidelines in a high school. <laughs> okay, fine. Dead, in the building. Be a, walk, that's all, be a walking yeah. target if I was on the sidelines. Are you kidding me? All right. Brian No, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, if Nick Saban owns college football, then Brian No owns this. Bottom barrel betting is freaking next. Bottom barrel betting coming right up. It's about 12 minutes now before the top of the hour. This is Fox Sports Sunday. He is Brian Noah, I'm Andy Furman. Let's play this game. You got that thing for me? It's bottom. Oh, Nick, you thought you was late. Barrel. You put my money to sleep. You go get my money or I'll put your brain to sleep. Yes, it is. It is the playmaker himself, the one and only Nikki B. Hello, Nikki B. Hello, boys. So recapping last week, Brian again coming out on top. Went two and three last week. Mm. Andy, you went one and four. Still a win. Both of us. Still counts yeah. as a win. We'll I take it. You. I hear you. By the way, the swing game, Nikki B, was uh, Formula One, was it not? And that was crazy. I read up where they ran a couple of laps and they, they stayed in the laps. same exact order. Yep. Yep. So it's crazy. So Ricardo did stay in fourth. Why, why don't they just run it the next day? What was that? That was a complete joke. I mean, they're they're really quick. They were saying that the F1 said that they were going to look at like the rules in terms of like giving points out for yeah you know, garbage. Low, low yeah, last let's stay part. away from that F1, okay? Stay away from it, please. <laughs> well, let's stay away from F1. Go to MLB, guys. The Dodgers and the Giants are in a battle for the NL West crown. Both teams are tied for first place, eighty-six and fifty. After the Dodgers beat the Giants six-one last night. Walker yes. Bueller is on the mound for the Dodgers tonight, guys. Over under four and a half strikeouts for Bueller against the Giants. Oh, I love the over tonight. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Walker That's an Bueller easy one. is the truth. Yeah. That's an easy one. Start an NL Cy Young. You with it? I'm with it. I'm with it. You right. with it, Andy? I think he could be getting. I don't know if he's going to get it. I I I hope you're he not does. with it, huh? You're telling us yeah. you're not with it. I'm on the fence. Okay. I'm on the fence. <laughs> okay. Well, we are going to do racing this week, guys. We're going to turn our eyes to NASCAR. The Cup Series is racing in Darlington today. Five Chevrolets are starting in the top ten. Mm. Over, under, one and a half Chevrolets finishing in the top five. Uh, I, I, ooh, over, under, in the top five. One and a half. Uh, uh, I say under. I'm going to go I under. like the over in this one, Nikki B. Do you? Really? Yeah. 
Like a rock. That was Chevy, nice. right? That was this Chevy. One, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they it's, got two uh, in the top five, sure. Uh, All right, guys, uh, to the NFL we go. Cowboys are taking on the Buccaneers on Thursday night. The game is being played in Tampa Bay. Tom, Tom, uh, I said Tampa Bay. Tampa uh, Tom, Tom. Yeah, Tampa Tom. Tom, Tom Bay. With second lowest quarterback sack last season, he was sacked 21 times. Guys, over under two and a half sacks allowed by Tampa's offensive line against Dallas. You're hmm. up, my friend. Uh, you said over two and a half for Dallas. Two and a half to get, sacks for to Dallas. get Brady. Yes. Um, you know, I think Brady, he's been inspired by uh, Osa Odigizua, right? You hear what he said? He's like, yeah, if there's a weakness, Brady doesn't move around very well. He's not exactly fleet of foot. So just get some heat on him, get him off his spot, and his passer rating dips. I think yeah. Brady, head on a swivel. I don't think he's going to be Barry Sanders, but. He's going to be inspired not to get sacked. So I'm going to take the under in that one. Me too. And I tell you what, they say that about Brady every year. They've said it every year. Some some clown says it about him every year, and he goes nuts. It's true. Yeah. All right. I got the under. You got the under too. as well? Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. So now we're going to go from the pro ranks to the college ranks. We mentioned this guy earlier. Two of the potential top quarterbacks in next year's NFL draft are North Carolina's Sam Howell and Oklahoma's Spencer Rattler. So North Carolina is at home against Georgia State in week two. And Oklahoma, they're taking on Western Carolina at home. So who yeah. will have more total yards in their game, Howell mm. or Rattler? Total uh, yards. I'm up. I'm going to go uh, Rattler because Western Carolina is probably worse than Georgia State. I'm going to go with Howell because, really? yeah, he was worse and they lost. Like, Howell threw three picks. They lost to Virginia Tech. So, uh, yeah, I think they're going to they're going to want to air it out like crazy. And they're playing a dog opponent also. But coming uh, bo- off I, loss, I assume both those games are at home for the big schools, right? I assume. Yeah, they're both home games. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. Give me Howell, though. Coming off a loss, going to be more to prove. I, I mean, you're going to want to try to right the wrongs and uh, get off the schneid, if you will. That's uh, nine cliches in a row if you're counting at home. Yeah, buddy. where's the schneid anyway? I always hear that term. I don't think where it's a it? physical location, Andy. Mm-hmm. What is it? What is the Schneid? The Schneid? You're on yeah. a bad streak. Got to get off the Schneid. That's the Schneid? A yeah. Schneid? Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to go with Howell on this one, too, just because, as you said, Brian, he has more. What are you, now you're involved? Now it's two yeah, against yeah. one? Yeah. What's, what's going on yeah, now? Yeah. You come over to the right side, Nikki B. That's right. I like oh, that. I like my. that cosign. Now I'm praying. Now I'm praying for Oklahoma. Now I'm praying for my man. <laughs> to quote Mike Singletary, I want winners. That's right. Yes. Uh, oh, so, so in other words, I'm a loser. You're calling me a loser. <laughs> That's okay. I, I get it now. It's me against the He's world, and I'm the losing. Pick. He's not saying yeah. you. Not saying You're you. so thin-skinned over here, Andy, from good pick. lord. Oh. All right, okay. All, All right, right, guys, so finally, we're going to be staying in the college ranks, but we're going to be going to a different conference. We're going to Conference USA, a match between two Virginia teams, my former stopping grounds. We've got Hampton yeah. and Old Dominion. Over under two and a half punts for Old Dominion, who punted seven times in their 42-10 loss to Wake Forest yesterday. So uh, we're burying the lead. You have Virginia roots. What's going on here? I lived in Virginia, worked at an ESPN affiliate for five years. How'd you what like city? It? What city? Was Virginia that? Beach. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. What are you doing here? Why aren't you still there? Big things out here. It's okay. big time now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the over on punts. I am too. I think it's a no brainer on this one. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Do you oh, regret no, no. going to L.A., Nikki B., and not, not being on Virgi- at Virginia Beach? Not at all. I, I appreciate no. my time in Virginia, but I love my time in L.A. It's my, my, my uh And he loves home. us. And, I and love he loves guys. us. Of course. There we go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. By the way, they're moving up in class. 
That and so much more. We're on Fox Football Sunday. Brian Noah and Andy Furman coming up right here. Stay with us, please. Next on Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Will the move make them better? Well, we'll get to that in just about a minute. But right now, it's time to say he's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. And away we go because, B, this is the hour of power and power hour. And my pleasure to introduce my partner and friend in the brains of the outfit, the one and only Brian No. Hello, B. What's up? I'm great, Andy. It's good to be with you here, man. We got ball. Ball is back. We got some more ball. It's not over with, right? We get the Irish in Florida State tonight. Yeah, Louisville, Ole Miss tomorrow, and then Thursday night. I'm looking out. It gives me great, great, great pleasure. Um, little peek behind the curtain. I'm looking at prop bets for the Thursday night game between the Seahawks, between the Seahawks, between the Cowboys and Tampa. And I'm just thumbing through this, and I'm like, ah, oh, I hear harps in the background. You know, it's ah, oh, it's here. I can bet. I can bet on player props if I so choose. Would you be that interested in the game of football or any other athletic event if there wasn't wagering on it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And here's the thing, Andy. Like, uh, I don't know. It's been. It's funny that I just made that statement. Last year, I don't think I had one bet on an NFL game. Like, outside of like with friends and hey, I, I don't, I don't think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl, and we put a dinner on it or something like that. I'm talking like with a sports book, with a you know Vegas type thing. I don't think I did at all, and I enjoyed it just fine. Sometimes I'm a competitive maniac, and I, I don't want to be sitting there like, come on. I just want to watch a game and enjoy it, so I'm not betting all the time. 
Right. I, I think there are people that cannot watch a game without having money on their game. Yeah. I mean, no. it's difficult. I mean, and I don't. I, I don't think, you know, I maybe wagered down the road with a friend here and there, $5 here, a meal here, a beer over there, but, you know, never compulsive. And I never went to a sports book in my life as far as betting on a game. I just have never done that. Well, we got to check that box this season, Andy. We got to get that uh, uh, rectified here because, I mean, you don't have to be a compulsive gambler, but we need you to make at least one bet here. Well, know? it's it's funny you'd even mention that because most of my adult life, well, part of my adult life, I worked at racetracks, and I never even wagered even when I went to the racetrack. I hey, was, by the way, you would love yeah. this with your background. I was at Saratoga wow. last week, right? What a so, place, huh? Yeah, uh, it's awesome. Have you been there? Yes, It's great. Yeah, some yeah. people consider it like the unofficial fourth leg of the Triple Crown, if you will, but... I was there, made a couple of bets. You'd be happy to know. I made 16 American dollars. That's Good right. For you. I, I was uh, for you. one in one, hit on one race, didn't on the other, but it was a plus day. Always a good day when it's a plus day. And it's always a good day to go to Saratoga. You can't, oh, what a place yeah, that great. is. Yeah. Loved being really. there, yeah. It certainly is. I tell you, you know, I want to move now maybe from the gridiron because we talked about all the games yesterday and the one tonight and tomorrow as far as a preview for tonight and tomorrow. But, like, what's happening now off the field? And we're talking about these four schools, Brigham Young, Houston, UCF, and Cincinnati. They're planning to submit applications this week to join the Big 12. And they said it could happen as soon as maybe this coming Friday. Friday. And, uh, and honestly, my question is this. A, what happens to the American Athletic Conference? They go down the crapper i'm sure of that and number two is it a move that's a plus certainly money-wise it's going to help these schools in their coffers number one but number two you get a school like ucf which has had a lot of success in the aac and cincinnati as well i don't see them having that same success moving to the big 12 well uh, listen it's a step up in competition if that's what happens that's for sure and look you're in a recruiting hotbed in florida so all of a sudden you become uh, affiliated with the Power Five conference, that helps. But yeah, when you're stepping up in competition, you're going to have some growing pains. There's no doubt about that, but we'll see. We'll see if that's what happens. There's momentum. It looks like there will be formal requests sent and all of that. And the Big 12, I mean, they're like, we need to stay alive. Right. And if if they can get schools in – you know, recruiting hotbeds in states like Texas with Houston and Florida with UCF. And of course, they're going to do that and keep the lights on, right? They don't want the Big 12 to fold it all. I have an unofficial rule, and I would hope that conference commissioners and or the NCAA would listen. I don't think that a conference should permit any school that has to travel two time zones to be in that conference. I I think it's ridiculous. To have Brigham Young travel to UCF is nuts. It's crazy. Provo, Utah to Orlando, Florida, that's crazy. It really is. And what happens to the other teams, not just football, we're talking about basketball, uh, women's soccer, women's basketball, baseball. How does that happen? Come on. What kind of budget must you have to travel from Provo, Utah to Orlando, Florida in, in several sports. How do you do it? Well, you just uh, it's that bump up with uh, college football and the money that comes from it. To be affiliated with the Big 12 and 
lining your pockets that translates to the other sports. That's the way it goes. So they're not going to do that, Andy, if they're losing money. Oh, they're I not going to be like, hey, let's lose cash and just have the prestige of a Power 5 conference. No, they're doing that to line their pockets. So they're not going to be worse off financially making a jump like that. And even though there are some challenges with the time zones and all of that, I mean, okay, fine. You look at it that way, but they're still coming out ahead, and that's the bottom line. That's what it always comes back. It's all about the money. It's all about the green cabbage. It's about that. It's about the guilt, and and you know that, and I know that. But, you know, you sacrifice maybe success for money. I get that. But more than that, I I think what you're losing, and the fans lose this as well, the geographic rivalries that have always been associated with conferences, and we're we're seeing less and less of that. I mean, when they brought Rutgers into the Big Ten, I'm saying, what, what is Rutgers? have in common with Ohio State? What does Rutgers have in common with Northwestern? I mean, come on, really. Okay, but I mean, that's just, it goes along with the territory. You're seeing all this realignment, and unfortunately, you see some of the rivalries fall by the wayside. But if you're Houston, who's your main rival, right? Like, who's your rival that you're not going to join a Power Five conference because of? Or UCF, Mm -hmm. or any of those schools. Of course, you're going to jump at that opportunity. And Consider this, too, with Oklahoma and Texas going elsewhere. Who says that you can't be one of the top teams in the Big 12? Right. I mean, some yeah. of those teams going in there, they, they've got a shot to compete and be relevant from the get-go. Yeah, and basically, without Oklahoma and Texas in the Big 12, really, who's the kingpin? Who remains the kingpin in the Big 12 right, right now? Iowa Baylor? State right I don't know. now, Iowa State is a top 10 team. Currently, Matt Campbell's got him uh, beefed up a little bit there, but I mean, it's it's there for the taking. You really got a is. bunch of teams that are just you know middling teams that can claim it once the big dogs are gone. Yeah, and the good news is, I mean, I'm in the Cincinnati market, so if Cincinnati goes to the Big 12, a, I get to see these teams play, which is great. But b, there's going to be, a, I guess, a bit of a more of a recruiting war between Ohio State and Cincinnati. I mean, right now, I have to say, Ohio State takes a different athlete than Cincinnati. You know, say what you want. Yeah. I know Cincinnati's really good, and they're getting some class athletes there right now in the state of Ohio. But I would say Ohio State gets the blue chippers and maybe the five-star athletes, where maybe Cincinnati's getting the three- or four-star athletes if they are. Right. And Well, you make some headway when you go to a Power Five conference, and that helps with recruiting. It absolutely does, to the point where Cincinnati's going to be out-recruiting Ohio State. No, no, no. but it helps. No. It helps you catch up. It helps close the gap. Right. And it's funny because I go back in time when the Big East was formed, back East, and, and I, they, they invited Seton Hall to join the Big East. I'm saying, why would you want Seton Hall in the Big East at this time? Because they were doormats and they really weren't powerful. In New York City basketball, it's St. John's, and at the time Fordham with Digger Phelps, and of course, Manhattan College was so much successful. Next thing well, you I know, th- Terry DeHare and we're off and running, baby. Right. right? They hire PJ Carlissimo. What happens? Seton Hall goes to the Final Four in Seattle. I remember Remember that. So I think that when you join a conference of a higher level, you get higher level performers. You really do. It's easier to recruit. Players want to play for you because of the conference that you're in, and you play at a higher level yourself. So I think you become better by the conference you're in. There's no doubt, and it can work both ways because, I mean, take a team like, I'll say, Oregon State, okay, just right. comes to mind, where Oregon State being affiliated with the Pac 12. They are recruiting better athletes. But 
Like, they're still getting worked in the Pac-12 because they're not as good as the other teams. You you have that scenario as well. Take any other school. Take, uh, I don't know, uh, Vanderbilt in the SEC. Vanderbilt is getting better ath- athletes because of their conference affiliation, but they're nowhere near good enough to compete right. in their conference. So it's twofold. You're going to get better athletes, but are they good enough for you to make headway in your conference? You know who needs to make headway in the Big 12 and no one even talks about them anymore? Oklahoma State. You know, with Oklahoma gone, they could be the kingpin over there in that yeah. state. But no one talks about them. Think about that. I mean, you talk about Iowa. You, I mentioned who's the kingpin. I said Baylor, and you said Iowa State, and Oklahoma State's an afterthought. And, right. and, well, yeah, it's, they'd it's be funny. in the mix as well. They'd be there. But, you know, when you're getting worked by a rival, you are going to be an afterthought. And yeah. uh, Bedlam has not been Bedlam. It's been uh, Oklahoman. <laughs> I don't know. It's like yeah. Oklahoma owns that rivalry. And so, yeah, you're going to be an afterthought unless you make more noise. And Mike Gundy and company haven't been able to do that. Yeah, and it's funny because Oklahoma State has always been the poor sister. When I, even when I lived in Oklahoma, it was that way. They were the poor sister to Oklahoma. They could never beat them. They never did beat them. And you would think that they'd be jumping for joy that Oklahoma's leaving that conference where maybe they could dominate it. I remember when the announcement was first made, Oklahoma State, they wanted to go to the governor and say, look, we want to go too to the SEC. I get it. I know it's money and it's somewhat prestige, but still in all, they could and should maybe own that Big 12 without Oklahoma. Which city did you live in in Oklahoma? I lived in Tulsa. How'd you like it? I loved it. I loved did Tulsa. You? Yeah, I really did. Great town. Loved did Tulsa, you go see Oklahoma. high school football when you were in Tulsa? Uh, you know what? I remember went to went to one game. I saw Broken Arrow and Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. But uh, that's a pretty good high school football. They really did. But I, you know, I worked at Old Roberts University. We did not have football there. But I used to go to the University of Tulsa games a lot, and I went to a couple of Oklahoma Sooner games. Oh, really? So it was okay. Good. Yeah, it was great. I had a good time there. I really did. Well, I enjoyed my stay there. Yeah. Well, thank you. You should have visited me there. I mean, you go everywhere else. Have you <laughs> ever been to Tulsa? How long ago was that? How many oh, years ago was that? Oh, 30-something, 40. I don't know. 30, oh, man. 40, wow, I don't know. No God. kidding. Yeah, that's, uh, that's when Oral Roberts had a good basketball team. Oh, they were good last year, but they were in a conference. We were an independent, and when I was there, it was great because we played everywhere. Rainbow Classic in Hawaii, you name it. We were all over the place. You've been time. all over the place, too. You know, you've lived in a lot of areas. Yeah, but I see. Here's the difference. You went on your dollar and I went on someone else's. <laughs> well, how do you know that necessarily? Oh, that's true. That is true. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just thinking. Maybe that's the way it was. Who knows? All right. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. Twitter accounts are available and they're open at the No Show, NOE Show, at Andy Furman FSR. We'll have Brian No on those picks at the end of this hour. But there is an I in team. We'll tell you all about it next. Would you play with him? Well, we'll get to that in just about a minute. I'm playing with this guy every Sunday. His name is Brian Noah. Whoa, 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 this- whoa, 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 whoa. What's whoa, going whoa, on whoa. there? Are you just trying to get some new drops for Chris? <laughs> What's going on here, Andy Furman, huh? I do play with you every We play around every Sunday, Fox Sports <laughs> Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. By the, okay, by the way, all right. we... All right. All right. Hey, by the way, real fast, you got time for a shout-out from me? Wow. I, I think you would like this one, Andy. Go ahead. You ready for this? Yeah. So, Lexington, Kentucky. I was just mentioning that, 96-1. Oh, you're going to go there? Yeah, go right ahead, yes. Our good oh, friends okay. there. Go ahead, please. Yeah, well, great minds think alike, apparently. But yeah, Sports 96 won the zone. They're switching over to Fox Sports Radio. They'll have a local show also, all the UK basketball goodies as well. But it's uh, 
Clarity Communications and the Clarity CEO, Charlie Kahn, there's a quote that caught my eye. He said, and our partnership with Fox Sports Radio means Lexington and the surrounding areas can expect the best sports coverage 24-7. Huh? How about you, Charlie, Charlie Kahn throwing you, down Charlie. the gun? I Chuck, love that. Thank you, Chuck. We love yes. you, Chuck. 96.1 FM. How's that? Were you seriously going to mention that right now? My That's hand, amazing. My hand yeah. to the heavens. My That's hand to awesome. the heavens. That's funny, wow. man. Good timing there. 96.1 FM. That's wonderful. Lexi, that's a big market for a college market. That's wonderful. It really is. I tell you, I wanted to talk about this, and I hate going back to this, but it's a story, and he created this story, and it's about the NFL. So this was supposed to be a big week for Carson Wentz. He was expected to be a full participant in the team portion of practice for the first time now since he injured that left foot back in the end of July. His goal, obviously, is to play week one in the NFL after being out three weeks following the foot surgery he had early August. Instead, he had to remain away from the facility and take part in team meetings. How? By Zoom from his mm. home. Unbelievable. And he was one of three players now activated off the reserve COVID-19 list, I think it was Thursday morning. And uh, he's still not sure about getting vaccinated. And I said the question going into the segment, would you play with this guy? And Where the hell is the team Peer pressure to say, hey, look, man, you're being selfish. There is there is no I in team, but you're making it an I in team because I think you're a selfish, bad teammate. Well, hey, we, it's interesting, Andy. I'm curious where it goes in the season because some of these unvaccinated players, they're going to contract COVID and they're going to miss regular season games. It's going to happen at some point. And you got to miss two weeks. You got to miss two games. Well, possibly, depending on when you contract it. Like if it's the if it's Monday and you don't play till Sunday, you're gonna miss one game, right? right? But if it's like a Saturday, you test positive, you get might miss two, right? It just depends on when when that happens. But the point I'm making is, I wonder what is said when that happens, right? Because it that's when it becomes real. It's one thing for you. Oh, you're on the the COVID list in training camp. Oh, you missed the preseason game. Who cares? But if you are missing a game or two and it's tied to you being unvaccinated, then I'm curious what teammates have to say. Because think about this, Andy. There have been NFL players that were reluctant, that didn't want to get the shot necessarily, but they said, you know what? I'll get it. I I don't want to be missing games. I want to be there for my team, that sort of thing. So I would think those players that were uncomfortable in getting it, they could very well be looking sideways at a teammate that was uncomfortable and didn't get it, and now they're missing games, right? So I'm curious how that unfolds, and it's going to happen during the season. And you made a great point about missing games, one and or two games because of the 10-game quarantine, 10-day quarantine situation. Here's the problem. It's one thing missing a game for a high ankle sprain or, God forbid, ACL, whatever it may be. That's one thing, an injury per- pertaining to the game itself. Mm-hmm. Missing a game like this can be avoided, and that would be really a crime if a team would miss the playoffs if a star player missed two games because of this. That's the key. Yeah, and man, you talk about losing the locker room. We always say that. Imagine if you're on the shelf for two weeks and it could have been avoided. And what I mean by that, Andy, is, listen, we've talked about it before. A a player that is vaccinated still can contract COVID. And there could be a vaccinated player that misses a game this year. It could very well happen. But like we said, the timeline, if you're 10 days quarantined, as an unvaccinated player, 
you could miss two games. And we know that wouldn't be the case if you were vaccinated. There are different rules. There are different protocols for vaccinated and unvaccinated players. So if an unvaccinated player misses two games, and you know for sure that would not be the case had they been vaccinated, woo baby, you got the ingredients for backlash and maybe losing the locker room if that's the case. It's amazing to me because Carson Wentz, to me, is probably the worst of the worst as far as selfish I-I-I players. In a wow, really? He's up uh, there yeah, at the top of the list. I'll tell you why. He's the most important player on the team. He's the quarterback. He's the most indispensable player on the roster. And the Colts really and truly have no idea if he'll make it through any given week without having to go back onto that COVID-19 list because he's being too close to a teammate who may test positive. It's unbelievable. You know, uh, when the Colts acquired Wentz, you know, a lot of people say, hey, great. A lot of people were defending him and they said it was a good move. Uh, and they called him a bad teammate in Philadelphia, but they gave him the chance in Indianapolis. He's proving to the world that he is a selfish guy. He really is. Well, Chris Ballard, the GM who is exceptional at his job, I don't know if you caught that earlier this week, but there was a press conference and he, he was – had his arm around the vaccine, right? Basically, like figuratively oh, yeah. hugging it. And it's like, it's a good thing. It it reduces the spread. It, uh, it reduces the risks should you contract it, even as a vaccinated person. So he's all for it. And he's still, he's walking the tight rope of not saying, the tight line of let's saying, hey, we our players need to get vaccinated. But he's like, if they don't, they have to follow the protocols to a freaking T, right? And uh, that that's not the case with Wentz being on the shelf. It's just, I don't know what you're doing. This is a brand new lease on, on your NFL life. You get to right. a new squad. Why are you going to be screwing with it? Why? Right. I don't but get it. It doesn't make it, sense to me. And going back to general manager Chris Ballard, he said there's going to be consequences. What kind of consequences? First of all, there's no reserve, I say reserve clause, there's no backup quarterback situation that Indianapolis is doing in case they go back on COVID. You know, who's the backup quarterback? You're going to call Cam Newton? He may have been cut because he, was, he didn't take the vaccine either. We didn't know the real reason why. He was cut from New England. It may have been oh, that, because that he was, was unvaccinated. That was absolutely part of it. Absolutely I'm sure it was. part of it. Yes. yes. He missed valuable training camp time. There were two joint practices against the Giants. He missed that week. Right. That was the most important week to miss. Of course it had a lot to do with him being released. It's just that Bill Belichick isn't as dumb as Urban Meyer. Like Belichick's right. going to be like, no, I had nothing right. to do with any. Urban Meyer's right. like, you know what? I got to be honest. Yeah, it was factored into the evaluation process. What are you doing, dude? Good Lord. It's another misstep by Urban Meyer. It's been insane. Yeah, Urban Meyer is starting behind the the the, uh, the whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's, he's behind the eight ball big time before they even play a game. And they're probably going to be the worst team in the NFL anyway this year. And I'll make a prediction. So this way, Brian Fenley could write it down and laugh at me. I predict, I do predict that within two years, he'll be back at Ohio State coaching. He won't be able to handle it. Oh, yet. wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very I'm much. I'm going to go with the Texans as the worst in the, the league you think this so? year. But yeah. don't they play each other twice, those two teams? They do, right? I'm, right. I, I like that, adva- be advantage Jacksonville right now, in my mind. Well, You know? Those two games will be the, the, the deciding factor who gets the number one draft pick. I, it's it's going to have an impact. <laughs> it's going yeah, no to have an impact for sure. Yeah, By the way, they, what we're talking yeah. about Wentz and the Colts. It's like yeah. gaze down here at the betting lines, Andy Furman. This isn't going to be in <laughs> nose picks because it's on next Sunday, right? So uh, yeah. it wouldn't count. Uh, on this week's picks, but 
How about Seattle on the road? Sometimes they're sucker bets, those small favorites on the road. Yeah. But the Seahawks minus two and a half on the road against the Colts. I mean, am I crazy? I think you got to love the Seahawks in that game. We don't even know who's going to be behind center for the Colts. Right. You're exactly right. And again, you know who is who's their backup quarterback? Who's going to play quarterback if he's if he's on the COVID it's, it's list? It's going to be Jacob Eason. I'm, he's probably going to be the guy next in line. Sam Ellinger behind him. So it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It, it's yeah. it's really I don't know. Who advantage? I, I, uh, what, who do you think? Even if Wentz is playing, Russell Wilson versus Carson Wentz, that's not the only thing to consider, but it goes a long way. It's Russ by a landslide. What if it's Russ versus Eason? You know what I mean? Like, come on. Give me Seattle minus two and a half all day. Well, the only saving grace in that game is the game is in Indianapolis, whatever that means. Really, but... You know, it'd be great. I'd love to see this. It'll never happen. But this way my mind operates. If the fans decide to balk and not go to the game unless he's vaccinated, that'll be great. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Now, yeah. now here's, here's a joke of all. I mean, I know in Cincinnati for the Bengal games, they are not making fans show their vaccination card to go into the stadium, which I think is wrong, but that's their prerogative. They're doing that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're doing in Indianapolis. Maybe it's an NFL thing. Can you imagine, like, if they say you have to show your vaccination card to be in seats to watch the game, but but the, your quarterback's not vaccinated. How, I know, how yeah, ironic yeah, is yeah, that? Yeah. How ironic no, would funny. that be? Sure, yeah. Think about the Raiders. They're doing that. You have You have to be vaccinated to go see Raider games in Vegas. And imagine if there are a couple of Raiders players who aren't vaccinated. Yeah, that's uh Well, I wonder what they're doing in Buffalo because there. a lot of those Buffalo Bills have been outspoken, too, about the vaccination. Sure, if, sure. If you have to yeah, show your vaccine. you got to yeah. show it there, yeah. And you got Cole Beasley. It's like, no, <laughs> screw that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a yeah. interesting. Cole Beasy doesn't have a vaccination card, but he'll he'll, he'll be there. Yeah. and I, I and I don't have one. I can't get to watch the game. I, I don't get it. I don't understand yeah. it. You know, everything is get on an even plane. Get your get your act together. Do it together so everybody knows what they're talking about. That's the problem. It's nuts. Yeah, and again, I, I, I would tell you this: if Cam Newton was vaccinated, I think the Colts would have signed them. You know, and uh, here's the thing, real fast. I don't think so. Um, they've got a couple of dudes there um, that they're they're going into the season with. They're not signing Cam to be what the week one starter. It's too quick of a turnaround. But just to be one, uh, I know that the Raiders. You have to be vaccinated as a fan to see the game with the right. Bills. It might be producing a negative test. Right, either vaccinated okay. or producing a, a recent negative test. They're doing that at Oregon and Oregon State in college football. You at least have to show a negative test. So if that's the case, then it would be on a, a level playing field with Cole Beasley. Like he's got to produce negative tests as an unvaccinated player. So if that's the case with the Bills fans, it would be the same. Unbelievable, Brian. No, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. The experts give you the NFL winners this season next. But first to another expert, Brian Fenley with the latest. I want a mature guy. Are you sure about that? <laughs> yes. Well, Andy, that was such an interesting take of you to say that Urban Meyer in two years is going to be the head coach at Ohio State. I thought you would go farther and say that Julian Edelman would be his offensive coordinator and then maybe Brian Urlacher would be his D.C. You know, the only reason I said that is hopefully you'll change your song from Edelman to Urban Meyer now. Two so guys, by the way, for me. By the way, I got to say this real fast, yeah. Andy Furman. I thought of you because there was a story of Julian Edelman giving props to Mac Jones. And it just made me smile. I thought of you because uh, Mac Jones took his oh, job. So no, no. The story was, um, it was I believe it was a joint practice with the Giants, 
And there was a little bit of pushing and shoving, a little bit of a scuffle, and the Patriots offensive line had to take a lap. And Mac Jones Whoa. took the lap with them. And Julian Edelman saw that and just tweeted, football guy. So I just thought of you, like if anybody knows quarterbacks, it's Julian Edelman, right? It goes back to your your comments about Edelman Thank maybe you. being the starter. It made me think of you. I love Great. Julian Edelman. Yeah, it's very clear. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Oh, it's very obvious. College football from Saturday, number five, Georgia torturing number three, Clemson, 10 to three. The only touchdown was that pick six. It was a defensive slobber knocker out there. Also, number one, Alabama finishing off Miami 44 to 13 as they emasculate the Hurricanes. Bryce Young in his debut, four touchdowns. Number 15, USC pile driving San Jose State 30 to 7 as the Trojans had 17 points they scored unanswered in the fourth quarter. UCLA, did you guys by chance catch the outcome of that one? I, I, by now, I think you might. They end up taking out number 16 LSU 38 to 27 Dorian Thompson Robinson with three touchdowns including one a 75 yard score to Greg Dulcich the former walk-on who was weaving through Tiger defenders like they were traffic cones made tons of guys five stars look silly as they missed tackles number two Oklahoma Gets the job done against Tulane, 40-35. to 35, A win for number 13, Florida. Thanks to 400 yards rushing as they dent Florida Atlantic, 35-14. to 14. Number 6, Texas A&M victorious. So is number 21, Texas. Pac-12, some other notables. Montana fillets number 20, Washington, 13-7. Number 11, Oregon tiptoes past Fresno State, 31-28. to That thing was very close down the stretch. The Ducks scored the last 10 points as they won but had to come back from a deficit. In baseball, the Dodgers, winners over the Giants, 6-1. to That NL West division is deadlocked at the top between those two teams. A.J. Pollock is out two to three weeks dealing with a hamstring strain. And also in tennis, U.S. Open third round action. American Shelby Rogers debunks the number one seed Ash Barty in three sets in that third round after Rogers rallied from being down five games to two in the third set. They brought it to a tiebreaker in the decider and then the American finishes off the Australian to get to the fourth round. With that, we send it back to Brian No and Andy Furman, who has said Cincinnati in this hour more times than you could ever imagine. So let's get it right back there to... Now, wait a minute. Time out. I'm going to call you out now once and for all. Oh, You talk about UCLA more than I ever oh, talk that's about true. Cincinnati. That, that's number absolutely one. Number two, true. You're, you're, you're a UCLA ball washer. Here's yeah, the, number true. three, you're the same guy that wanted Chip Kelly's head on a block that's last not, year. No, yeah. I you never said that. And is... now, you're, now you're crying, UCLA, did you hear the score? I think yeah. you may have heard the score. So don't even push me against that wall with Cincinnati. Here. You you are UCLA <laughs> so much more than I am Cincinnati, believe me. Here's the difference. I mentioned UCLA. Oh my gosh. Here's the thing. I mentioned UCLA because it's relevant right now, which it is. Cincinnati is not relevant. No way. Time out. Okay. You don't have to, and but also, the way you mention it's like, do you, you may have heard the score. You Cincinnati's may have heard in the, the top 10. What's UCLA ranked there, Brian Thank Fenley? You. Well, they're about yeah. to be in the top 25 this week. And top by 25. the way. Yeah. I have always been pro-UCLA, no matter what they've been going through as far as Are struggles. you calling Andy Furman a Fairweather fan? 
I'm calling Andy Furman a liar for him saying oh, that before. Oh, oh. Yeah, I'm calling him a liar. Brian agrees with Whoa. me Whoa. that you talk more UCLA than I ever talked since Exactly, but I never talked bad about UCLA, and you just said I did. So you are a liar. I'm a liar. <laughs> now I'm a liar. Right. And you also you never— You didn't criticize Chip Kelly last last. year. And the other thing is you never leave the seat up. Which is good. <laughs> or wait a minute, it's You're not. amazing. You are amazing. You are amazing. We move on. He's one of those I, aimers. Is that what you're saying? You know why I don't leave the seat up? I'm gonna have to be honest with you. Why? I'll tell you why. Because in my house, I don't have toilets. I have urinals. So no, you don't. That's not true. Well, you know, you got to come home and visit sometime. Well, you like right. to sit down and never mind. And a urinal? I don't think so. With By the way, wait, real, real fast, no. real fast, I have to ask this, because uh, when I was doing radio in Portland, one of my buddies was doing a show also. His name is Chad Dewing. and Dewing. Uh, Yeah, he has a friend, and his friend told him, he's like, yeah, my wife makes me uh, pee sitting down. Yeah. What? Would you, I would uh, never, uh, ever, 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 uh, ever be in a relationship where I was... I, I was told to do that. There, I'll be single for the rest of my life. There's no way I would ever I'd do rather that. Wear a, I'd rather wear a diaper. <laughs> Guys, that's right, that's right. let's say it's 3 in the morning. You're really tired. You don't want to stand up. You're half asleep, and it's just yeah. easier that way. I don't think so. No. no, no, no that's what no. I do on a daily basis. Stop it. Get some help. That's why you have those rubber sheets in your bed. It's okay. When Stop, I- it. <laughs> Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Stop it. Please. I mean, really. I mean, we, why do every well, time all, we, you're involved in the conversation, it ends up in the gutter? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I talk with Brian. No, it's it's Poop upbeat. Fest. It's refreshing. It's entertaining. It's it, it's soothing mm. for the mind. When you get in the conversation, it's down dirty in the gutter. <laughs> it really is. It, now, it, I'm not saying I don't wait. I'm not saying I don't enjoy it. I do enjoy it. But that's just the where it is with you. It's all reflection on you because I am related to you. It's genetic, so it's actually your fault because you were the one that had me as your son. So why don't you look in the mirror, my friend? And that was a mistake. And that was a mistake. I admit it. That 32 was years later and you finally admitted it. I know. That's why you and I live in different homes. But by the way, I wanted to do this this segment. I don't think we have enough time. I wanted to do like our previews. We could write them down to the end of the year to see if we have the right picks for the NFL. Is that okay with you, B? Do you want to do that? I mean, we'll go rapid fire. Let's do it. What do we have here? And it, I'm going to do every well, NF, NFC East, North, South, West, and the East, North, South, and West, and the AFC. And let's get everybody to do it. We'll write it down. Maybe uh, oh, maybe Nikki B could do it. No? We could do it real quick, can we? Go ahead, real B. quick, really. We you, want you, five people with their picks, division yeah. by division. Yeah, can we do it? You're up. Uh, d- no? Yes? Gosh. Uh, okay. But we got to write go- these down, so we'll check them back in December, January. Yeah. All right, give me this. I'm going to go Dallas. Washington, G-Men, Philly. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do this now. Uh, Dallas Giants, Philly, Washington. Washington dead last. What? Yes, yeah. yeah. Really? I just don't think they're going to get it done. Why? They got a great but, defense. But, but Fitzmagic, he just fizzles out. Philly we'll stinks. Well, we'll see. We'll see. All right. All right, who's up now? Uh, Nikki? Nikki, go ahead. Oh, Nikki. man, we're doing everybody, huh? You think we should? No, no yes. we don't have time. Oh, just you and me? Yeah. You and me. Screw the crew. You know? Hashtag uh, okay. screw the crew. Okay. What do you NFC, think? NFC, you down with that? Yeah. You know right, what? NFC Maybe we'll North. do it. Let's do it next week. Because this still won't be playing. We'll do okay, it next fine. week. Okay, fine. That works. Here we go. Here we go. Brian, no, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Sunday and Fox Sports Radio. 
Got balls? That's next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Nose picks coming right up. It's about 14 minutes before the top of the hour. And by the way, at the top of the hour, it'll be 9 o'clock on the East Coast. You'll have Mike Harmon in L.A. That's LeVar Arrington, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Here on iHeart, on the iHeart app, on Sirius XM 83, and of course on many of these same Fox Sports Radio affiliates. And if you're tired of waiting around for hot water, choose Navian and get instant hot water for spa-like comfort while you lower your bills. Save hundreds on a Navian tankless water heater with local rebates at Tankless Made Simple. Dot com. Now it's time for Brian No and those picks. Are you ready for it? All right, Sparky, here's the deal. Are you in desperate need of gambling insight? Do not fear, for Brian No is here. Here's And now the time has come for nose pick. No, God, please, no. <laughs> All right, Andy Furman, last week I uh, went moonless. Let's hear it. No, Let's hear it. God, please, no. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, winless. Uh, wow. Here's the deal, real fast. <laughs> it happens. Uh, three, you three, just made the three, Well, I'll tell you what I know. It's the dumbest. So, Minnesota plus 13 and a half. It looked glorious against Ohio State for a good portion of that game. And then yes. back-to-back scores, and it just it all unraveled real quickly. So uh, that was the most painful of the losses last week. But you know what, Andy? You blew it! That was then. This is now. You are fake news. I love all right? No more preseason you, football. No more. Well, I can't say no more, but not as much baseball. Like, uh, 
Shots in the dark by me. Chasing big spreads here. You know, like plus 160, plus 230. No, we're turning our attention to ball over here. I got a hybrid. I've got college football and NFL. I'm looking at the Notre Dame game tonight. I like the Irish minus seven, but I'm going to go with my official bet. Kyron Williams, stud running back. I'm taking the over 98 and a half rushing yards. It's a high total, but Notre Dame has a new quarterback. Jack Cohn, they're going to lean on that running game. I expect Kyron Williams to go for at least 100 yards. So I like the over in that one. You with me there? Do, yeah, he'll probably do it like on two or three big breakaways, like 20, 30-yard breakaways. Yeah, he is a home run hitter, so yes, I, I can see that happening. Now I'm going to turn my attention to the remaining two picks, the Thursday night game. Okay. NFL season is back underway. Cowboys at Tampa. I'm looking at Dak. The uh, line on his interceptions is at .5. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to go over. I think there's one interception there. He only played five games last year. No preseason games this year. Lack of training camp time coming off of a major injury with the ankle, and now he had the shoulder issue. Playing against Tampa, they could be trailing, might be forced to press a little bit. Right, I, I right. think he's good for one interception, you right? Know, you with me I, on that? I like the wager, but I'll tell you why I don't like the wager, because I think if he gets hit one time, he's out of the game. That's oh, the problem. But if no, he's in, you really? You think so? I don't think yeah, he's brittle I, I, I now. I don't think it's 100% yet. However, I, if he's playing, I like the wager, because he will throw it away. Yeah, well, he will be playing. Um I, I, I'm confident game. he'll play. Yeah, I think he'll play the whole game. Okay, last remaining pick here. I'm looking at Ezekiel Elliott. His rushing total is 54 and a half. Oh, up, that is up, low, man. Up, I know Tampa's got a good defense, but Zeke can't get to 55 yards rushing? I'm taking the overall day on that. Good pick. Good one. Very good offensive line. They were banged up last year. Do you smell 3-0 and here, Andy? Uh... Could be. Nope. Could be. No. I, I got. I got two out of three for sure. Maybe three and zero. Are you All right. sure about that? It's time to go your own way, Eddie. Okay. What do you have for us today? By the way, you got balls. I mean, you got tennis balls. Well, not if you're in New York City. You know, everybody's got tennis fever with the U.S. Open in full swing, but players are causing a racket because of a ball shortage ravaging in the sports stores. Yes, they are. According to recent reports, major online retailers are also on back order with customers complaining about prices of any remaining stock on Reddit. Tennis players everywhere are running into shortages of tennis balls in their local stores. Tennis warehouse house is back ordered and the prices of 24 pack cases are higher than ever before the shortage seems to be mostly affecting wilson and penn tennis balls which make up a predominant share of the tennis market now manufacturers are delaying shipments because of a backup of containers coming from overseas stores need higher margin items like rackets more than they need lower margin items such as tennis balls these become the last items to ship out and support Supply doesn't appear to be bouncing back anytime soon. So if you need balls, get balls. Wow, okay. I got a couple of stories for you here. I'm taking you to Rome first off. Good. So Italian police, they were hunting after a Naples tobacco shop owner. What did this shop owner do, Andy? Well, there was a sweet 60-year-old woman who won about $580,000 on a scratch-off ticket. Wow. So this dirtbag tobacco owner, he saw the ticket. He grabs his helmet, jumps on a scooter with the ticket. He bolted out of there. He's trying to run off with the winning card. 
And so the authorities are after him. It's an ongoing investigation. Also, authorities at the Italian tax office, they froze the entire block of numbers on cards that had been Good. distributed to that tobacco shop. So we're trying not to let the thief cash in over what there. What a low life. Right? Now I take you to McDonald's also. So the Federal Trade Commission, they are investigating ice cream machines at McDonald's. I've read That's right. They that. keep breaking yeah. down here. You ever go to McDonald's late McFluffs. night? Yes. Yeah, want a McFlurry, want an ice cream yeah. cone. Right. So, uh, yeah, they're tired of being the butt of jokes. So the FTC, they're talking to McDonald's franchises about all these ice cream machines. They're complicated. They keep breaking down. Apparently, there's an app. You can check out the app and track which ice cream machines are in working order. Really? Before, it's a real thing, apparently. There's a it, website. It's true, because I've been to McDonald's recently, and they said, our machine's not working. I said, what? Yeah. What? I, it happens a lot. Last one, there's an 80-pound cougar that was removed from a New York City apartment. What? Yeah, they kept her as an illegal pet. The cougar's name is Sasha. And oh, I thought you were talking about a human cougar. Yeah, well, yeah, like an actual cougar. Sorry, I should have specified, but yeah. Yeah, please, yeah. (laughs) An actual wildlife cougar was kept as as a pet in the Bronx in a New York City apartment. So uh, they figured out, well, you can't actually do that. So Sasha is back at the zoo, and Sasha is at home. She's very happy now that she's not cooped up in a Bronx apartment anymore. There you go. Interesting. I love that. By the way, our time is up. We want to thank you for yours. Enjoy the games. Have a safe and happy holiday weekend. We'll see you here next week on Fox. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.